Blog Talk Radio. Coming at you live is the standing eight count, and it starts now. Before the first round, I'll make a back down. I'm coming for the ground, and no, we don't back down. I beat the track down, screaming loud, the crowd's gonna react. Wow, pound for pound, I'm the best in this game, man, hands down. The way I stand out ain't looking for a handout. I'm undisputed, gassed up, and never ran out. I'm underrated, undefeated, and look the brand out. Hey! Welcome, this is Boxing Talk. I think they got a show. What is it, Standing A Count? That's what we're doing? I, I think so. <laughs> we got a triple header that we are, triple header, that we're going to go over from uh, ESPN on Saturday night, top-ranked boxing. The uh, the iconic Bob Arum was talking with Don King the entire time, and I used to tell you what, if they kept putting that over about these guys working together and how amazing it was, <laughs> I was probably going to puke. <laughs> it Ick. was entertaining to watch the uh, the the De La Hoya Trinidad press conference when, when Don King just keeps chanting "Viva Puerto Rico," and uh, and Bob Arum just sitting there like this isn't needed. I don't know why you keep doing this. <laughs> he looks so annoyed in that uh, <laughs> that old man get off my lawn style. <laughs> That's hilarious. Oh man. But they were, they were they were some good fights, some really good fights here. Uh, we we may talk some news uh, up and coming uh, things going down in the sport if we have time. Uh, but we have a great rewatch for you all tonight that we're going to do. Um, we're going to kick the break at the top of the hour and then come back and we're going to watch Ali Fraser's three from 1975. Uh, I've never seen it and. I frankly don't really know who wins the fight. I have a guess, but I'm excited, Elijah. You watched it, you said, a long time ago? Yeah, when I was a kid. It was like probably when I was like 10 or 11 or something. So it was it was quite some time ago. So this will be interesting. It's It'll be a fun fight. It's our first time we're really going throwback, throwback. Um, we had a couple other options that we had talked about. We, we decided to go this route. I did, as an honorable mention, uh, post in our group chat, uh, Ivan Branchuk versus Shadi Shar, Shar or Shawarib, I think was his name. Uh, that fight has the most, like, I've never had ill feelings towards a human being in hopes that they're okay. Um, after we discussed last week how the beast is always trying to punch you as hard as he can, uh, it is... Very, uh, very evident in what he does to this human being. Uh, the fight only lasts about two minutes, which makes it even worse. Elijah, maybe on your on, on our first commercial break, you, you should watch it. Uh, it's it's so gross. Uh, what happens to this man? So that's a little fun rewatch for uh, another time. But yeah, we're gonna. Long story short, as I just wind and keep talking here, uh, <laughs> Fraser Alley three. I'm I'm excited though. Uh, to check it out. Uh, it should, be, it should be great. Yeah, it's it's going to be good. It's going to be good. It's 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 something nice that we've never done, uh, not doing something recent. So we'll get into all that here. I'm going to shut my mouth because I'm just talking a lot because I'm tired. I'm going to go make myself a cup of coffee. While I'm doing that, 
I want you guys to take a take a listen to the to the great people that help us out here, uh, including FML Solutions. Uh, give them a listen. We'll be right back with the ESPN results from Top Rank Saturday night. Looking to get a head start on deer hunting season? Let FML Solutions point you in the right direction. Hi, Alex from Strong Style Media here, letting our listeners know deer season just got a heck of a lot easier. FML Solutions offer a fantastic deer stand that only takes 30 minutes to assemble and disassembles with no tools required. The best part, though, is its ingenious design allows it to double as a cart to haul your trophy back to the truck. FML Solutions is a made-in-the-USA product manufactured right here in Minnesota. Check out FML Solutions on Facebook by searching FML Solutions INC and visit FMLSolutionsInc.com to learn more about this innovative deer stand. Most people would consider this illegal. 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 What was mere vision suddenly became a reality. When you put a bunch of entities together and you bundle into one giant conglomerate, Baby, you get strong style media. My name is Ryan Cook. I'm the chairman of our company, and I'm here to tell you that each and every week, Sunday through Thursday night, we give you the best in radio. For boxing needs, standing eight count radio. For pro wrestling, we got WrestleCast. We got your sports knowledge covered with SportsCast. You like movies? The pop cultures are where it's at. And for all your local hip-hop, Soda Sound Radio. Make sure to subscribe, like, comment, rate, share, follow everything you got. iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, Radio Tune, and that more. We are Strong Style. Just respect my conglomerate. Just respect my conglomerate. Just respect my conglomerate. Just respect my conglomerate. You won't see these folks at the post office. They have businesses to run. They have passions to pursue. How do they avoid trips to the post office? Stamps.com. Mail letters. Ship packages. All the services of the post office right on your computer. Get a four-week trial, including postage and a digital scale. Go to Stamps.com today. Hey, Alex Mello here, host of The Pop Culturist on the Strong Sound Media Network, inviting you to join myself alongside Half Pint Kyle Adams as we discuss all the latest news and reviews in movies, music, and television. Check us out every Wednesday night at 8 p.m. Central Standard Time here on blogtalkradio.com. Also, you can check out the Pop Culturist archives on Blog Talk Radio, search bar, Strong Style Media, as well as on iTunes, Stitcher, Tune in and Google Play to hear all the eclectic offerings here at Strong Style Media. We are conglomerates. What are we looking at here? Lists all over the safety thing. Third-party background checks for drivers. 24-7 trust and safety team. Critical response line. All right, list. Who can play at this game? What if we had a safe word? What about boba? No. But if you actually wanted boba, it's got to be more exotic. What's your wife's name? Oh, Barbara? Safe words, Barbara. <laughs> I like that. Okay.
Elijah, you ready for some uh, some dip set anthems on our song tonight? <laughs> nope. 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 Um, well, that's fantastic. So I had an issue. So I'm going to be watching this Ali Frazier three on YouTube. Okay. Because for some reason it's not on my on demand here. So. No, oh, did it just so we'll, leave or something? I don't know what's going on, but it's just it didn't come up on my on demand. So. Um. I I have it to where though this, I muted it, so I'm gonna be watching it without sound. Okay. So um, I guess we just have to try and figure out how we're gonna sync this up. Um, that'll I'll, that'll work. Where do you wanna where where do you wanna sync it up to? Like where should we start at? Like right when they get um, in the ring. Yeah, we'll we'll figure it out. We'll we'll talk during commercial. Oh, okay. Sorry. No, no, you're good. You're good. I'm glad you let me know. So I'm not like, all right, ladies and gentlemen, and I start jumping into it. And you're like, hold up, dude. We got, we got problems. <laughs> so yeah, no, we'll just we'll um when we go to our last break, we'll uh we'll we'll talk and we'll we'll get it paused up and we'll we'll make it work. I'm uh I'm excited for it. No, but uh let's let's go into these fights on Saturday night here. Top rank gave us three. Really fun fights. Uh, ESPN once again delivered, as we saw last, you know, two weeks ago, that Quig Valdez Jr. fight that Valdez had to, had to get his jaw wired shut. I don't know yeah. if you saw that, Elijah, which is insane. Yeah, no, he, he had a broken jaw. <laughs> uh, we, got, we got two more bangers that went the distance. One of them, I had it way more one-sided than the judges did. Uh, so... I was. That's why I wanted to kind of get your input on it, and I'm glad that that was our opener. But uh, Alexander Gvozdik, uh, excuse me, defeats Mehdi Amar from France to win the WBC interim light heavyweight championship. Um, first thing, let's let's we'll get to is obviously why is there an interim title? Well, interim coming out because of the inactivity of one Adonis Stevenson, um, who is as Elijah you know, in, in great terms has put uh, Adonis Stevenson's whining into a very good parody, which is always entertaining. Thank you for that. Uh, giving me your Stevenson rendition earlier. Because <laughs> <laughs> it's, it sounds so, so, I'm the real champ. Like, uh, you know, we've, we've complained about I don't like to defend guy. my title. <laughs> I don't like to defend my title. He's, he, he's like, an NBA no tough guy. <laughs> yes, he hasn't had a mandatory defense since 2013. He it's, continues it's to duck and handpick. It's mm-hmm. crazy too because he is a talented fighter. Like, yeah, like, I don't know what I don't know what he has to be worried about. Maybe you know, maybe he just and I and I and I say this loosely because obviously I don't think anybody does, but maybe he just really doesn't like to get hit. And who knows. You know, fighting a guy that's dangerous, he's not going to be comfortable in there, and he's going to get going to be vulnerable. Like I, if and if that's the case, you know, it makes sense why he would never fight Kovalev because Kovalev would, if Kovalev was able to knock Ward down, there I don't I don't know if Stevenson's chin's going to hold up against that, but we'll never yeah. see the fight, so it's not even you know at this point, um, you know at, the, in, at this point in the division, you know we've seen. 
we've seen Kovalev have his his prime fights. I'm sure we've seen Stevenson have his prime. I'm, and I'm not saying Kovalev is going to be done, but Bavol and Better Biev are two guys that are really, really taking that division by storm. And then we get Mr. Gavozdik, who I actually gave 120-108. I scored all 12 rounds for him to win the fight. Um, I think most judges had it eight or nine rounds or nine or ten rounds for him, but I I just didn't didn't logically see any way that Mediabar won any of the rounds. I know he put that, you know, he, he, he cut his, his eye, and they kept trying to get Gvozdik's eye taken care of, but, I mean, every time he'd land a shot, he'd eat three or four back on a combo. I mean, what did you think of the yeah. overall performance of this fight from the, the two fighters? Oh, it was it was a pretty one-sided fight. I mean, Amar was game, and he's a tough competitor, but Vozic uh, clearly won the fight and was clearly the the much better, way more skilled fighter in this one. It was pretty much a no-doubt performance. I, I just mean, the I, combination I, punching. Mm-hmm. Like, the combination punching was just insane just like you were saying like one punch three or four comes back it's like what do you do it uh it it definitely felt like like i mean he he definitely hung around in the fight i mean that's that's a yeah that's an obvious thing i mean he went the distance but he just i don't know i didn't i didn't see him he ever was outclassed threat. no he was that's totally outclassed and he, he, he was eating so many shots, and Gvozdik was throwing with such an accuracy. I think he threw like six 700 punches, but he landed at like a 35% rate, which is insane to think about. I got I got the uh, the copy box numbers up now. Um, Gvozdik landed 256. He threw 960 for 27%. Jeez. Amar landed 135 and threw... Um, five thirty-six and had like a twenty-five <laughs> percent. Yeah, so, I, I mean, just, like it's just he ate so many. One he ate a hundred more punches. Yeah, and it's just one guy like coming forward, like trying to hit, like trying to get one shot in on him, like trying to take him out with one shot, and you know he would maybe he would hit him every once in a while, but he was constantly just getting peppered with like three, four, or five punches after throwing like one punch. <laughs> it, was, it was like he'd worked so hard to just hit him with one shot that he, he'd eat enough where it was like, okay, well, I guess now I'm going to have to go back and try to figure out another way to get in there only to, you know, take, you know, two, three more with pappings. Yeah. I, I mean, it was, it was clear the dominance here. Um, as the interim champion, I'm assuming if Stevenson gets by Badu Jack, he would finally fight uh, a leader Alvarez, who I believe believe was his uh, his mandatory. No, he won't fight a leader if, Alvarez. Then they'll be like, "You should fight Vodzik," and then he'll have to fight Vodzik, <laughs> and leader Alvarez will get passed over again. <laughs> well, so let's let's look at that fight then. Do you do you see in the performance that he put out last night, Vodzik having a chance to beat Adonis Stevenson? Oh, definitely he has a chance. 
Um, he can punch, and he's and he's skillful. I mean, Adonis Stevens does does kind of have a suspect chin. Um, but I would have to say my favorite to me probably would just be Stevenson, just mm-hmm. because he's a champ and stuff. But oh, Bozik definitely poses a threat. So. And you know, he's another guy who I believe that was his fifteenth pro fight. Um, you know, these these guys are are getting such opportunities with such skill as you know. And we kind of power out a little bit over the phone, but. You know, as you said, the you know the training camps now are so advanced, and you know your sparring partners and your ability to work out and your amateur fights that you get to have is so much more. Like, you know, we talk, you know, when we talk about Michael Con- uh, Conlon later, you know, you you compared it to Lomachenko, barely any fights, but he's already doing this. You know, we mentioned Better Be Better Beev and Bivol on the phone. You know, twelve fight guys. Do you think this is kind of the new wave now and it's not so much about having 35 fights experience before you get into a shot because you're so seasoned and ready? You know, it could be. I mean, it just... Training for athletics nowadays is just different and these guys are just trained better and they're just better at a younger age because of the training to me. So... I think I think it's definitely a trend that you're kind of seeing in all sports. Yeah, that's a good. That's very true. Even when, you know, like when you mentioned all sports, because you know these kids coming on basketball. Even even one that is always stands out to me now is if you look at the NHL back in the day. You know, guys were in in the minors for five six years before they come out and you know actually played in the league. You know, now you get a ton of these kids coming right out of the draft because they're so skilled. Connor McDavid. Yeah. Uh, you know, you, Austin, you look Matthews. At Austin Matthews. That's a Patrick line. Um, one that, one that I've looked at is, you know, the New Jersey devils had the number two pick in the draft last year. And now they're a playoff team after they got Nico. Heshire. So it's like these kids are playing immediately and they're playing so well that, yeah, I think we're going to get more of a trend of this. I think we're going to see a lot more of these kids coming up. And it, and it seems to me, too, that these European fighters are being are, are starting so young and getting so many fights under their belt that that's why it's – I think that's why a lot of the, you know, Ukrainian and Russian fighters are so skilled so quick. And yeah. You know, it's it's you look at the, you look at this exact division. You know, we mentioned Vodzik, but then you look at the the other two kids that are champions. They're both Russian, Bivol and Better Bia. Yeah. Um. So I think you know I think it's that that culture too, and it's and it's great. I'm not gonna lie. If we're gonna keep getting these dudes, you know, as as we you know mentioned once already, Michael Conlon, 24 years old. If we're gonna get these guys fighting on big fights on TV you know, eight years sooner than we normally would. We're just going to get so many more fights over the, over the longevity of their careers that are going to be worth a damn that we're going to keep ESPN restructured with top rank and added more dates to their calendar this year because it's doing so well. Yeah. Like just speaking of the amateurs, like some of the guys you were mentioning, like doesn't, didn't Lomachenko have like 400 amateur fights and like Golovkin, like, had like hundreds of amateur fights. 
Like, oh, yeah, he, he's he got I, – I wonder if – I'll try to get an exact number, but, yeah, he's had a ridiculous amount of amateur fights. You know, look at Golovkin. Didn't he have upwards of that too? Yeah, I think he had hundreds of amateur fights and Lomachenko – and Shout even some play. of the like some some of the Cuban Cuban and like Puerto Rican fighters too have uh, like huge amateur like pedigree. So uh, let's see. My my phone my my phone decided to autocorrect of the seal to Yeah, he had three hundred he was three ninety six and one uh in his Jeez. amateur career, Lomachenko. Uh, and the guy that beat him to... probably doesn't even box anymore. <laughs> Albert Selimov says which was the <laughs> <probably> twice. <laughs> yeah, I I I don't know who that guy is. Um, but it's you know it's it's my yeah my phone decided to correct the seal to best eye. Thank you, uh, thank you, Samsung. <laughs> it's it's just becoming a trend, and I think like you know. Like I said, it's it's exciting because we get to see these guys so much quicker instead of, you know, all right, making his debut in America. You know, when they showed um, that Medi or when when uh, Medi Amar was out there, this is his first fight on U.S. television, and he has had like twenty seven fights or twenty three fights. And I'm like, well, I mean, that's cool, but you know, look look at you know Naoya Inoue. Yes, he hasn't had a lot of fights, but we're already getting them in America. It's not like, it's not like it's going to be, you know, 80, you know, 38 fights before they finally put them on American television. Like Chocolatito was. Yeah. You know, Jorge Polanco suspended 80 games, breaking news for the twins. That's great. Nice. Um, <laughs> so Bozic gets the, the interim strap. He moves, he moves on to, uh, we assume, would be a fight with Stevenson if uh, Leader Alvarez continues to not get his fight. <laughs> <laughs> Next one we had, <coughs> excuse me, a 140 pound light um, junior junior welterweight, I believe it was, uh, fight between Jose Ramirez and Amir Imam. This was for one of the. 140-pound titles that Terrence Bud Crawford vacated when he moved up to 147. Um, this was this was for the the WBC version of the Junior World right? but this was a hell of a war. Um, I went 117, 111. I gave Ramirez nine of the 12 rounds, and by the end of it, Amir Mom she started getting kind of frantic and I don't know. We, we kind of talked a little bit. I gave him the first round. I mean, I, I had a three, two going into the sixth round here. Um, but you know, we kind of in our pre pre fight, pre fight show prep, we both kind of expressed our thoughts that Amir mom, maybe he's just not this superstar that everyone thought he was going to be. You know, he, you mentioned yourself. He just, he looked he looked uneasy. He looked like he was struggling. I don't know. What, what's your take on this fight here? I don't... I just... He just... To me, he just doesn't fight like he used to. He used, he used to be more... To me, I used to feel like he had more of a boxing like kind of style. 
now I feel like he like putting his punches together and kind of using his jab and stuff. But now I feel like he's just like head hunting, head hunt started becoming a headhunter looking for that one big punch, and it's like he's leaving himself wide open to get tagged back when he misses. And I don't know if his first loss kind of put it in his mind that he has to start like trying to finish guys off because you know his first loss he was winning that fight pretty convincingly and then he got knocked out like kind of unexpectedly so I mean I I don't know what's going on with him but he's just he's fighting differently and he's not fighting his fight if that makes sense oh yeah no you look back um you know, almost four years ago, the Jordanus Ugas fight, guy that we've we've seen recently, who's definitely becoming a player in this division, he got a victory over him, unanimous decision yeah. victory. I think it was on like a Showtime, like the new gen- generation type card. But he, mo- you know, he got the uh, Fidel Maldonado Jr. win, the Walter Castillo win, got that Super Americas Continental Light, you know, one of those crazy titles that they make. And then he fought Adrian Granados, got not, uh, TKO'd out in the eighth eighth round, and it's just kind of been it's just kind of been different because he's he's had three fairly un unrecognizable opponents. Um, you know, Jose Vidal Soto, I've never heard of him. Wilfredo uh, Asuna, I I've never heard of him. This guy was sixteen and nineteen, by the way, that he fought after Granados, sixteen yeah. and nineteen. Uh, the Vidal Soto guy was twenty six and twenty three, and then he beats Johnny Garcia who was nineteen and five. Then he gets his shot at this title, and you know, put up a decent fight until they got to the last four rounds, got completely outclassed. Yeah, yeah. I I I was I, that the Granados fight was a fight that he was up that I was talking about, wasn't it? And then he like. He got knocked like, out. Yeah, and I was just—I I was just trying to clarify because I thought that was a fight that I—I I I was pretty sure that that's the fight I was talking about where I just kind of feel like he's kind of changed his style up. But yeah, I mean, he's just to me, he was just not really boxing well and trying to land that one big punch, and the other dude was just countering him and landing more punches, throwing better combinations, and it just. It was a good fight, but it was a pretty one-sided fight, in my opinion. So, and this this was a definite welcome to the world performance, uh, Jose Ramirez, or as we always uh, we always like to say. And if you don't know, now you know, because he <laughs> he came and showed out. Uh, he he made the most of this this opportunity and took it. So now we got him, uh, Cairo Relic. And Mikey Garcia with three of the four titles. Flanagan's fighting for the other one very shortly. Where do you put Jose Ramirez in this whole puzzle at 140, Elijah? He's a player. Um, His next fight's probably going to be pretty big because he's probably going to be taking on, like, a a top-level guy now. So he's at that stage where... He can either go even further up or he could go way down. So, to me, he's definitely he's definitely in, in the conversation. He's a player. So, 
Um, I'm just kind of pulling up ESPN's rankings at 140 to see where they had everything. Uh, Jose Ramirez wasn't even in their top 10. So he was definitely on the, the unknown. But he he definitely showed out in this performance to the point that right now I I I don't know if I put uh if I if Ricky Burns is ahead of him anymore you know he well Burns that's wars but that's that's yeah. I guess a different story and another guy another guy that lost yeah that lost yesterday that is a pretty big name that got beat up pretty. Pretty convincingly, uh, Felix Verdejo. Yeah, and he, he, he was, lost. Was that on like FS1 or something? I th- I believe so. Yeah. I totally didn't tape those. <laughs> so that's another. <laughs> so that's another guy that's like, kind of down now. Like, you know, since I mean, you can't really take much away from him for lo- from losing to Crawford, but. I mean that's last night was like a shocking like loss for for Verdejo, so so that I mean, definitely that probably, moves him out. Yeah. Um, you know we saw Rancis Bartolome get smoked. I I think that steps him down. Felix uh, Felix Diaz, his last fight was was Crawford and he lost. So I mean it doesn't really yeah. say much. Um, two guys that are kind of in the middle of this division, I don't want to stay in limbo because, but I'm really, I'm really wondering where they're going to go. And this, this gentleman actually fought last night, Antonio Orozco. He was on that, that card on the 16th, that Friday you were talking about. I'm assuming Orozco won. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, you know, like I said, I completely forgot to watch these fights. And then um, Edward Troyanovsky, who's still sitting there. He, they got him ranked four. He hasn't fought since November. He doesn't have a fight scheduled. But he's high up in this division. Uh, he was actually three until Prograis knocked him, knocked him to the fourth spot. But this is another guy who I, I see sit there with Troyanovsky, and it's like, do they slot him in with with one of these these three champions right away, or are we still tra- we'll, we still needed to get him on TV more? So it's kind of wide open. I think if you're in 140, now is the time to kind of get in where you fit in, as they say, because. You know, with with the belts all getting vacated, it opened the it opened the door just like when Ward vacated and it opened up the one seventy five division where we started seeing these new stars. Yeah. Um obviously obviously with Jose Ramirez, he's he's going to have some rec- some name recognition to, to start getting out. Um, as you said, you know, he should all start right. getting the bigger fights. I I goofed up. Felix Verdejo. I was I I got Felix Diaz and Felix Verdejo confused. Oh, gotcha. Felix Felix Verdejo is a super talented dude. So yeah, like I got those two mixed up when I was like when I was talking. Like Felix Diaz and Felix Verdejo are two totally different guys. Obviously, Verdejo actually is like one of the top like kind of up young up and coming fighters. So. So yeah, so that was that was my bad. So who did who who beat him? Um, this guy named Antonio Lozado Jr. Oh. Does it do you, do you have up if um that Antonio Orozco fight? 
I'll pull it up. He fought out against uh, Martin Honorio. Looks like I'm. He he had a hadn't fought since last April. He beat Condra Gibson. Uh, fourth round knockout, but that's you know if, if say for some reason you know he loses too, now you you once again have more doors wide open. He uh, he beat Martin Hornario. Okay. Um, also, real quick, this just dropped about 15 minutes ago. Uh, Ryuya Yamanaka keeps his title by a straw weight as Moises Caleros quits on the stool. Uh, this just Moises happened. Alou? Uh, <laughs> Moises yeah, Moises Alou uh, drops him. <laughs> so not not somebody that we're going to talk about. Um, I will say that I, one thing I'm really excited about that I saw being advertised on the uh, you know the little ticker thing that they kept having on on your the bottom of the screen for uh, the top rank fights when they they were advertising uh, upcoming fights, but Ryota Ryota Miura is going to be making his debut on there, so I'm pretty excited for that. Um, that'll be a banger fight. The um, the the dude I did mention, the Yamanaka, he is in the. Uh, the, the strawweight division has a couple notive fighters. If you, you know, from watching Manny Pacquiao fights, but uh, knockout CB Freshmart has the <laughs> WBA strawweight, and uh, Juan Hang Menyothen has the WBC in that division. So, so a few names that that we've seen if you if you watch these boxing shows, uh, like Loki's kind of a kind of a cool division. I I'm trying to remember Miura. I thought he was. I thought he was a one thirty cat, but I don't see him on any of these lists. And I'm, I'm starting to. Takisha, Takisha um, Miura, or Takeshi. <laughs> I'm starting to doubt myself here. I don't like. I don't like it. Man, I'm, I'm doubt not, myself. I'm doubt myself after confusing Felix Verdejo and Felix Diaz. <laughs> <laughs> it's okay. It's okay. It's it's late night. It's late night. Uh, the other fight we got was the uh, Michael Conlon took on David Berna, and Conlon looked super impressive. He did this this wicked uh, like right cha cha slide thing uh, when Berna was charging, and he hit him so hard with a left hook in the body that. I I mean I I think I shed a tear. Um, yeah, it was that the dude struggled like he was. It looked like he was grabbing on the trying to like like claw the canvas to stand up. And when you know what you see when the ref is like he's like do you want to continue? He's like yeah, and he's like running for his life in the final ten seconds. And then he's sitting on the stool like in agony. Like this dude was, I mean this dude was hurt for probably two minutes after that punch. Yeah, that body punch like it knocked the it knocked the wind out of me. And I was just oh watching. I was watching at home. It was it was not a pretty sight. Uh, pretty if you're <laughs> pretty if you're Codlin or a Codlin fan, obviously. But he dropped him. He dropped him hard. He dropped him like a tree. It was reminiscent it, uh, of the. It was reminiscent of the Golovkin Macklin body shot. Oh my God. The, the, I'm going to sidestep, walk around, and then faint. <laughs> uh, Codlin, they'll finish him. He knocks him down a second time in round two. 
And then the the third time, the guy kind of just sat down in the middle of the ring, and the ref just waved it off. You has a, you expressed uh, the Conlon comparison to one Vasil Lomachenko. So so break down your thoughts on what what you want Conlon to kind of do. Like what what do you want next for his career? I just like to me. Sorry about that. That was my internet because I'm on my computer. Well, it's not good. Okay, so um, my thought is just I'm I'm sick of I'm sick of seeing the way he the way he beats up on like these overmatched guys. I mean, he's only five and zero, but he obviously is like on a whole nother level than these guys that he's fighting. I think it's even though he's only five and zero, I think it's time for him to kind of step up and start fighting some some guys with some decent with some decent uh, names and better records and uh, I think it's time for him to be tested. Yeah. So, and I I think he's kind of where Lomachenko was. I mean, not quite where Lomachenko was, but I think he's kind of at that point where he's probably way ahead of most people who are five and zero. Oh. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm looking at his. I'm looking at where he's sitting right here. Um, I, yeah. I mean, I, I haven't heard of any of these guys. He's, he has five. He, he has one decision, five knockouts, six total fights. Um, David Berta, which is what we saw. He had a, a six round decision in Madison Square Garden in December against Luis Fernando Molino. Don't know him. He had a second round knockout in the. Uh, against Kenny Guzman. Nope. He TKO'd Jarrett Owen, TKO'd Alfredo Chanez, and TKO'd Tim Ibarra. I don't know any of those guys. I've never heard of any of those guys. What's their combined uh, records? Uh, let's see. Well, of course, it doesn't even have it. Let me go to BoxRec. BoxRec knows everything. I was I was on the, the wiki, but apparently mm-hmm. since I didn't pay the wiki... Uh, money, they don't want to give me the influence uh, of a correct answer. Uh, Michael Conlon, here we go, six and zero, Belfast, Northern Ireland. This is a terrible. So David Burner was fifteen and two. Luis Fernando Molina was oh, seven wow. three and one. Uh, Kenny Guzman was three and zero. Jared Owen was five four and three. Jose Alfredo Flores Chanez was four and four, and Tim Ibarra was four and four. Interesting. So David Berta was fifteen and two, and that was his most impressive win. Yeah. It, so it's, t- it's time. How high do you want to go then for him for his next fight? Well, just uh, just a guy who has a who has a name and who's been in some fights with some some good fighters. I mean, you obviously don't want to like put him in with the like top guys now, but. You want to like start, you know, getting the competition better because I think he can handle it. Um, do you, do you throw him in there with a guy like Nonito Donaire? Is that too high? Uh, no, not I don't. At maybe a couple, maybe a few years ago, but now probably not because I think Donaire is way on the downside. Okay, so you're saying he's 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 way above fighting him. 
I wouldn't say he's way um, above him. I'm just I'm just saying like that I would I wouldn't be scared putting him in with a guy like Donaire even though even though Donaire has a massive name. If that, what about if that a, makes more sense to clarify. Um, and I don't know what's going to be left of Donaire after he fights Carl Frampton uh, next yeah. month anyway. <laughs> um, yeah. A guy we just saw on on a, on a ESPN show, uh, Scott Quigg. Oh, he like, I would put him in with Scott Scott Quigg because I think he can handle Scott Quigg fairly easily, and he would look good doing it because Scott Quigg is a tough, come forward type of fighter, and you know it could get him, could give Conlon some more rounds, but I think Conlon would probably knock him out. Yeah, I I th- I think he's got a, a definite shot to do that. Okay, so that's kind of. Kind of like those type of, like, kind of like a Scott Quigg type, you know, like someone who's been in there with some good competition, but who's not like, you know, one of the, one of the best. What know, about a, okay, decision. here's a throwback. What about a guy like Kiko Martinez? Is he still doing yeah. for you? That would, that would be fine. Um, You know, he's only 32. Another young guy, I don't think they would put him in there with, because I think just business-wise, it doesn't make sense for either of them. Um, but a guy like Kid Galahad. Yeah, that probably, that wouldn't, they would probably want to fight like more like down the line when they're both, you know, champions or something, or when they both have, when they both are at the point in their career where like it just means more for those two to fight each other. Like if something's on the line, yeah, because you know, Galahad's a UK guy, so I mean yeah. he's got the, the ties over there. He's he's twenty four and zero, so you know he. Michael Conlon mentions that he wants to have the big fight in Belfast, Ireland. You know, maybe that's a thought. Is you know you build to those guys in Ireland in a couple of years. Yeah. Um. Now I'm just kind of getting. Now I'm getting in like the forties here. Um, yeah, they don't even have Colin ranked in the top 50 on box rec for the division. Yeah. Wow. Um, wow. Yeah. They don't have him top 50. Holy crap. But I guess, you know, he's only had the, the, the six fights. Yeah. So, I mean, would you be mad if he were to take the same approach where he fights five times this year again? Against smaller name fighters to build a power. I wouldn't be. I wouldn't be mad, but I just think he's. He doesn't he's ready need to. to step up. Yeah, he uh, doesn't really need to at this point anymore. But I mean, I wouldn't. I wouldn't be mad. Yeah, I think. I think a guy like like Jesus Rojas or Kiko Martinez, I think it's a good step up against somebody that people I think recognize, and. Make you know they're comfortable approaches where if he wins, people are definitely going to make make notice of it. Um, yeah, you know Jonathan Victor Barros is coming to the end of his career, Argentinian dude. You know maybe that's the guy you could stick him in there and get a get a nice knockout against the you know a, a guy who's forty one and five. I mean a, a nice fighter. Yeah. Um. So I don't know. 
just some interesting. And, and this is a guy who just lost to Lee, Lee Selby for the you know when Selby defended the IBF title. So I mean, he's he's just had a, had a title fight. So just just thoughts, obviously, going around here with them. Uh, those are the top ring fights. We're we're gonna take one uh, second break. We're gonna do maybe a ten minute news segment, and then uh, cut to our last break before we do the watch around. Because uh, uh, I, uh, Elijah wanted me to, I almost said Isaiah. Elijah wanted me to make a new sounder for the show, so I'm gonna get a, get we're a gonna hey. break, and then we're gonna let him do a little ranting, and I'm going to get his sounder loaded in. So uh, Elijah's gonna come at you with a Michael Conlon body shot <laughs> in just a couple <laughs> minutes. Standing eight count. We'll be right back. Talks about media. Your late night hip hop and R&B podcast, Soda Sound Radio, hosted by Kyle Halffine Adams, every Thursday night right here on the Strong Style Media Network. Catch up on your latest on hip hop and R&B, and hear Minnesota talent at 10 p.m. Central. But if you trust the way I feel, I won't fold from the cards that you feel. Let's journey life together and make it worthwhile. Can't take it back like time. See, my life is like a movie, no rewinding. Killing mics like I got a license. Victim, I believe don't have religion. Just a higher power. Who power? I'm not so happy with it. But I take a breath. Regain my pocket. Check my feet when I'm walking. See if it I seen it all more than I care to reveal. I'm always sure to clear the air for the real. That's why I'm aiming at the grill, man. Cause it's how I feel. Nobody being sincere. We need some changes for real. Again, that's Thursdays right here on the Strong Style Media Network. Thursdays at 10 p.m. Central. And if you're a musician, you want to get your music heard on the show, send the MP3 over to Soda Sound at strongstylemedia.com. Peanut. Peanut. This right here is Alpha Brain. I just drank some of this in a shake. I got to tell you right now, I couldn't be more clear. You're Clarity. 50, so I use it. I don't do anything without it. I'm addicted I, to it. I know, but I'm 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 48, but I feel like I'm 26. I have a boner right now. But I have so much energy. Like I actually, I, I'm I'm. And I took an Alpha Brain. I never do. I I want to fight you. I want to fight you. I want to go, chin down, and I want to bang, bang. Oh. Hey, I'm Dr. Asking. What's up? He's been distraught ever since his friend smoked him last week in fantasy football. Now he's grabbed this post and he won't respond. He's got Luzonic plays. What is He's a loser. He's not a loser. Okay, he's a loser. What can he do? With DraftKings, he could have easily challenged his friend to a rematch. Okay, I can't. What are you? I can't see that. You need glasses. I'm also an optometrist. At DraftKings, you can play free private contests whenever you want. Strong Style Media presents... Sportscast Radio, the one that started it all, with your host, Ryan Cook, and me, Jordan Jiskra. We're going to be giving you everything, and I mean everything from baseball, football, basketball, hockey, field hockey, soccer, bobsleigh, boxing, pokey, poke, basketball, chef, survivor, even that weird sport where they do the hurdles and jump puddles in track and field. All right, maybe not that one, but from the college to the pros and from the rings to the rink, we've got you covered. Sportscast Radio.
Elijah, I'm, uh, I'm fast forwarding and trying to sync up my uh, Ali Frazier to like the start of the the bell. I think it's a, it's okay, a good I'll... spot. And this dude that's doing commentary has the most wicked '70s T-shirt I've ever or button-up I've ever seen in my life. That's hilarious. This dude looks like a James Bond villain. <laughs> I, I don't know if you if you're watching it at all right now. Um, he's announcing Joe Frazier right now. It looks like, but this dude is is wicked with his T-shirt. <laughs> I'm gonna uh, stop this thing. Um, let's see, Joe Frazier. I'm gonna pause it right when when uh, they stop showing Joe Frazier on the introduction here. Okay. Uh, but let's okay. Now they showed Ali. So right after the introduction, when um, when they announced Joe Frazier, and then the screen cuts to Ali leaning out of the corner with his mouth open, his mouth guard in his mouth, and I think that's a terrible looking Bob Arum with glasses and a bald head right next to him. Mm-hmm. Uh, that will be our start point for all of our viewers, or all of our listeners. And for the two of us, I think is a perfect start point because then okay, it gives me... us a couple minutes to. I'll send you a picture of exactly what I'm looking at so you can see it as well. Um, but let's get down to a little business here, Elijah. Uh, you wanted a sound clip made. Um, I will. I will just play it for everybody so they can kind of have an idea what's going on here. But uh, hopefully, you guys like the Tourette's guy. Oh, fuck, Aaron. <laughs> Bob Beerum, uh it seems like you have a little ill will right now, Elijah. Well, he's just he's screwing stuff up, man. Like, <laughs> first off, with the whole Manny Pacquiao thing, not telling Manny Pacquiao that he's going to be fighting on the undercard of Terrence Crawford or not making sure it's okay with him, and then just putting him on there, and then Pacquiao backing out. And then now Pacquiao has a fight set up with Lucas Matisse, but now Aram's like, I never that fight, I never said anything about that fight, or I didn't know that that fight was going on, or whatever. Like I don't remember exactly what it was, but now like that fight's in jeopardy. And then now Terrence Crawford and Jeff Horn is getting moved back to like June, May, like June or July. What was it? I can't even remember. I'm, I'm oh, getting so mad right now. Crawford hurt his hand. Okay. So this one I think is more legit than, you know, but okay. I'm not trying to be a conspiracy theorist here. Now we're going to start picking up some, some steam. Cause usually when anger comes out, we start rocking and rolling here. I'm not a conspiracy theorist, uh, Elijah, but what do you think the chances are that Bob Bear was like, listen, Terrence, we don't have the undercard set up for the fight. We need to postpone it. How do you feel about a hand injury? Do you legit think that there is a chance that he... I mean, it's not on pay-per-view anymore. It's now on ESPN, so they're not even... You know, losing oh, Pacquiao... I forgot, about, already, I forgot about that. I forgot about mm-hmm. that. Have, oh, my God. And that... I, as annoying as that is, because I was excited for a nice four-fight four pay-per-view evening with everybody... You know, maybe he realized that if, if Crawford Postal didn't sell, you know, why try to sell him on a Jeff Horn fight? Yeah. But 
once again, it's like you're still not giving your guy an opportunity to sell tickets. Yeah. You're not letting him try. So that that's just, kind of frustrating. This thing has just been ha- this, this thing has just been handled just so terribly by Bob Arum. It's just Bob oh, Arum. <laughs> like I can't like I can't believe a promoter like with his like his experience and his name and just his level how this is happening it just it boggles my mind is is he getting put on the same path in I mean in the not not so same way but in a same frustrating path uh, as we saw De La Hoya get put on until De La Hoya finally was able to take control of that ship. Maybe. Like, he's, he gets, he has, he has arguably the biggest star in boxing, and he can't manage him right. Yeah. You know, to the point that De La Hoya almost, I, 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 I don't think they've said it, but I wouldn't be surprised as to why De La Hoya started fighting every single top fighter was, I bet you he said he's going to walk. So Aram yeah. basically was like, all right, well, you can do it then if you're not going to walk. Yeah. You know, does yeah, Terrence Crawford can, can, start doing this? I don't know. I think a lot of boxers need to just start taking the Floyd Mayweather route. And, and just booking their own? Doing stuff without a promoter because, I mean, these promoters, it just seems like they're just kind of stopping like all the good fights from happening and being more worried about how much money they're going to make and not like the fighter itself, but the promoter, like it seems like they're more worried about how much money they're going to make over everything. (laughs) So, Uh, I mean, I don't know. I just, I think, I think, I think boxes need to start, kind of running their own careers. I think things would be uh, a lot better. I, you know, you think about the list of these and, and as I said, I think there's only about, you know, three promoters that I actually think do right and good. I had four until the last six months. Eddie learns, Eddie Hearns definitely jumped on my shit list. With that yeah. guy having the the most running around, but um, but he's actually you know, said he actually was quoted saying that he wants a wild after Parker. He wants a wilder fight after Parker. So hopefully they'll make that happen now. Yeah, I'm like I'm like dude, because after they brought uh you know you, you know I'm gonna ask you because I forget what's Wilder's guy's name. Uh, Shelby. Shelby. Shelby Finkel. Fink? Finkel, Finkel, yes. Because then you always do the Finkel and Finkel Eyehorn. Eyehorn. Shelly Finkel. Shelly Finkel. Yeah, and Shelley I go, Finkel. why can I never remember that? Uh, Kathy Duva, who I've I've put over huge, Kovalev's promoter. She lets him fight who he wants to fight. And and I think I think it's I think it stands out too where where you look at, you know, Finkel and, and Kathy Duva. Yeah. They're doing it themselves. It's not this big committee. It's not a giant company. Yes, you know, you know Kathy Duva does have main event promotions, but the other one, uh, Tom Loeffler, uh, yeah, the man at K two who does you know Golovkin and did Klitschko and stuff. They let them mm-hmm. they let them pick their shots. 
And yes. that's the, that's the, I think that's the best approach. You know, if, if, you know, going back to Kathy Duba, Kovalev's promoter, Bob Aaron would have never let Kovalev fight Andre Ward, I bet. Because he would have probably known the, the risks that it's, you know, you got a 50-50 shot that you're not coming away with this title yeah. in, in this fight. Whereas she said, look, I'm, I'm your promoter because I believe in you as a fighter, so I'm going to let you fight the guys you think you can beat. Gennady mm-hmm. Golovkin. You think you can beat Canelo? Then you can fight Canelo. Like that—that's what these promoters need to be doing. Not, you know, oh, you—you're you, gonna fight. You're gonna fight this guy instead of him, Manny. I don't want you to fight him. You know. Yeah. You, you know, and and then like just keep like another thing that's bothered me about Bob Arum is like he's like having all his fighters fight each other. Like, it's all top-ranked guys versus top-ranked guys. Yeah, he's keeping it, it all in all like. his money. Yes, and it's just it's ridiculous. I I know that uh, that Crawford unified that 140, and I would love to see him try to do the same thing at 147 with, how, with the fighters that they have in that division. But with, with the Bob Arum and... Uh, uh, what's the PBC guy's name? Why well, can't I think of his name? Um, I don't know why and, I can't think of it either. Yeah, I don't know why I can't think of his name. But, uh, you, you know, they don't work well together. So how much... No. And, and 147 is, is a PBC-dominated yeah, with, with 147 there. Who knows who Crawford's going to get to fight? Yeah, I mean, until these guys, like, get their heads out of their asses and come to, like, Al Heyman. Al Heyman, that's his name. Until these guys kind of, like, just can, like, work together and get get rid of those, this is still going to be happening. I mean, I don't, like, if you think about Miguel Cotto, he even had issues with Bob Arum, with the way Bob Arum was kind of, man like, managing his career too at one point. So I don't know. I don't, uh, it's frustrating. Yeah, Al, Al Heyman is the guy that I was thinking of. Yeah. And it, and like, even look at this is look, we, we said, we mentioned Bob Arum, we mentioned Al Heyman. <laughs> Instead of setting up their stuff for their fighters, I didn't even know this happened a couple of years ago. But um, Top Rank filed a lawsuit against Al Heyman and the investors of PBC, arguing that through PBC and other internal uh, internal matters, Heyman was serving as both a manager and promoter, actions which are forbidden under the, box, the Muhammad Ali Boxing Reform Act. Ooh. Uh, additionally, the two promoters claim violators of antitrust law violations of antitrust laws with top rank in particular claiming that Heyman was trying to effectively monopolize professional boxing in the U.S. by consolidating boxers, venue bookings, the events themselves, and broadcasting rights under his own ownership. So, okay, so now we got Al Heyman in court with, with, uh, with Bob Arum. Meanwhile, instead of trying to set up Terrence Crawford versus Keith Thurman, you're, they're fighting over money between themselves. Yeah. They're not focused on their fighters. 
No. <laughs> oh, fuck! Aram. It's so frustrating. You know, in I used to, this guy isn't on my, my good list, but he's off my bad list, and that's De La Hoya now, where, yeah. you know, he's, he's letting Canelo finally fight the guys that Canelo wants to fight. So I, mm-hmm. I you know, and, and I think if he was going to be a tight lip promoter, he would never let a, a second fight happen. So yeah. kudos to De La Hoya at least doing this, but how long, you know, even even if this was his his strategy to to make it a bigger fight and to just keep giving Canelo you know bigger wins, he definitely had the world talking about that he was having his fighter duck him. And I mean, I, I give him credit for not freaking out and sticking to his game plan because it worked. But you know, dude, you were on people's bad side for a long time. <laughs> you know, yeah. and it's, it's really frustrating. And I don't know. I think now is the time where if Canelo loses again, it's probably not going to hurt him too bad. No, because he's because he's losing to he's losing to the guy that I think we both had number one in our last pound for pound or one or yeah. two or something like that. You know, so it's not like he's and he's, he's so established like now. Mm-hmm. He's so established now, and he's so popular that. I mean, like, a, a loss in the first fight would have been, like, more detrimental, I think, than if he loses this fight. But, I mean, I don't think I don't think losing to Triple G is going to hurt his popularity and his draw his uh, ability to draw. So mm. I think Dale Hoy and I think Dale Hoy I think Dale Hoya kind of figures that now. So I think that's also. I think it's kind of why he's like, okay, let's just do this, you know. You know, when when we were when we all went down to Vegas for the for the first fight, um, standing standing in the the open waiting area at the MGM to get in for the um, for the weigh in. I mean, mm-hmm. it, it was it was like going to an old wrestling show where you have people just wooing while you're all waiting to get in, just woo, the whole time. This, I mean, there was Canelo chance just standing in, in the crowd waiting for the doors to open. It was so oh, crazy. Wow. I mean, and, and there was people playing, in, like, playing music and headbands, Canelo headbands were, I mean, some dude, I don't even, I, I, I don't even know what he said to me. He said something in Spanish to me, and he's given me a Canelo headband to put on, and I'm like, oh, man, Triple G, and he's like, ah, oh, yes, uh but Canelo and I mean it was insane like I'm like this dude is like this dude's this dude's like Julio Cesar Chavez popular it feels like and and I haven't seen it like I don't even think De La Hoya got to this popularity with the, with the Mexican fans and I know a lot of people said well one thing that said hurts Canelo is is he's not fighting Golovkin and Mexican fans are starting to get restless well he fought him and yeah whether whether you know, whether the outcome was what we agreed upon or not, he got a draw. So he he was even with – I'm looking at it right now. We both had Golovkin, number one, and we both had Canelo, number four, and a pound for pounds. You know, so he, he Which was – Which is the highest I've had him. <laughs> he was equal with the best fighter in the world, we think. So yeah, he's, he's risen to that level, and it, it just – now that they, you know, whipping it back from 
from De La Hoya and Canelo back onto this guy. Oh, fuck! Aaron. He needs to figure out the Terrence Crawford thing. And, you know, here's the other kicker, too, that I didn't even think about when you brought up the, the Manny Pacquiao issue, where arguably one of the biggest names ever in boxing is under your banner, and he still wants to fight once a year and, and put on a show and everything. Blatantly says he wants to ha- he wants to fight. I can't remember what country they're fighting in, but he really wanted to fight in this country. Um, but he he can't fight. And that's why he's fighting Matisse later in June because you know obviously like he said I'm not fighting on the undercard against a guy that I never got my rematch about. That's stupid. Yeah. And and two that is very I dumb. I don't think he's allowed to leave the Senate. I think he has Senate duties in April. So what the hell were you going to advertise him on a pay-per-view when, he, because he's in the Senate, he can't even leave? <sighs> like, do you, that's like, that's, that's like, uh, you know, that's like, uh, uh, you know, Jen, she, when she went to Hawaii for, you know, two, three weeks at the end of February, mm-hmm. and I schedule family picker, pictures for March 1st, even though I blatantly know that she's not able to attend them. And then I get confused when she reschedules it and says, I don't clear it. <laughs> like you knew this, this couldn't happen. And, and frankly, gosh, see now you, you bringing us up is getting me upset. As Terrence Crawford is your cash cow right now. That is, that is your money fighter. That's your best. That's, you know, he's second, third best fighter in the world, depending on where you put him or Lomachenko. And I don't think you can argue either way anyway, because they're so talented. Yeah. But Manny Pacquiao is still your cash cow. He's he's one of the, you know, as, as I said, one of the best fighters who's who's ever fought. Um, and and he still actively is, is trying to fight. How do you not put more priority on your guy? I don't, I don't know. Like, Crawford's going to be there for a while, but you're, yeah. but you're not going to give Manny his rematch uh, for his yeah. title he lost in the, in a in a in an Australian country who I, I'm not dogging the country, but that was a very biased judge and crowd, and yeah, you're not going to give him his opportunity to reclaim that title. Instead, you're going to focus on a different fighter that you don't even manage correctly. And then try to put your cash cow on the undercard. I, Without asking him or telling him. What a slap in the effing face. You know, you know, I'll tell you what I do. And this, this may sound insane because of who the people are. But for all we know, these guys do so much stuff behind everyone's backs. Like, you know, it all comes out after the, the Mayweather-Connor uh, fight that these guys are like buddy-buddy and all excited and ha, we got everybody. We took all their money, you know, and everyone's like, damn it. We had an assumption, but we thought with the way that they were talking, it wasn't. Nope. They were just really good at selling a fight. They were the, they were the complete adjacent of Kovalev Ward at selling a fight (laughs) and hook, line and sinker. They got my hundred dollars that night. It is what it is. What, what can I do? Um, (laughs) But who's to say that Floyd and Manny really hate each other as much as it seems like they do? Um, if I'm if I'm Floyd Mayweather, is this crazy to say, Elijah? 
I call up Manny Pacquiao and say, leave Bob Arum and let me promote you for your last few fights. He could make him a lot of money. I mean, and I don't, like, it wouldn't be crazy in my eyes. I just, I'm, and, I'm you know, you, you when you mentioned taking the Floyd Mayweather route, it got me thinking that Mayweather, you know, still promotes these guys. Yeah. I just, I don't know if Pacquiao... I'm not saying he Pacquiao is like super e- egotistical and like like I just I don't know if he would want to be under Floyd Mayweather. You know what I mean? Yeah. Or like mm-hmm. well, and I think that's he so has hard a lot of pride. Compared, yeah, and and with them being compared the way that they've been compared, where you know two of, two of the best fighters of our generation. We're always in the same thing together, but Heyman and Aram would never let him fight because, yeah. I mean, realistically, at at their peak, I may be somebody who's on 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 a, on a different end than most people, but I, I truly feel at their peak, I think Floyd, I think I think Manny could have beaten Floyd. I I, I if if you take their highest levels. I think Manny was just awkward enough that he would, he could frustrate him. And I, and I still think, you know, I've, I've said it to this day. I still think that fight was three to three uh, at the end of, at the end of six rounds there, but you know, dude's got a torn rotator cuff. What do you expect him to do? Cause you can't, you can't postpone the fight after this. Um, yeah. You know, obviously I, like I said, I'm probably in the uh, minority, not the majority that believes that, but regardless, I, it, it takes me to agreeing with your point where, yeah, I think there is a self, uh, self pride and, you know, do, I don't, I, or to hell with it. Why doesn't Manny just do the Floyd route? Promote yourself. He's got the money. Yeah. He's got he, the I, cachet. He's got the name. You know, he can have, yeah, I don't he know, man. Try to talk Zhu Shiming into coming out of retirement and fighting on the undercard or something. Zhu Shiming. <laughs> <laughs> speaking, speaking of undercard, uh, not to jump off subject, but uh, uh, it looks like Chocolatito may be on the undercard of Canelo Golovkin too. Nice. And then um, this is kind of funny, but kind of a jump off a topic that I'd like since we were talking Mayweather. Did you see? Did you see Mayweather hired Tyron Woodley to train him for MMA? <laughs> this dude's never gonna fight in an MMA fight, and if he does, it's he gonna might. be against CM Punk. <laughs> like that's that's the level of a guy that you'd. Have. It's it's the same thing where you know, hey CM Punk, you know, he 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 did a great job training, but it's it's a different it's such a different ball game when you go into that. And and that's, I still look as somebody who respects Floyd Mayweather as one of the greatest fighters of all time, but I just I don't like him as a as a person. I don't want to see him even do an MMA fight because I don't want to hurt that legacy. It's, it's some people hate the way that he his last couple fights with Connor and Andre Berto, but if he goes in there and does an MMA fight and he gets his ass kicked, that's 
what everybody's going to go back to when they talk about Floyd Mayweather. And I don't think his career deserves that. Yeah. It, it could be also people could like give him credit for like actually doing an MMA fight when he, when he kind of, the way he bashed MMA and stuff. I don't know. I mean, I, just, I don't I, think I, a guy like Floyd's going to get a, a popularity vote for trying. The, with the, oh, what happened to oh, Floyd May money, money May with a 15-0, huh? Nobody could beat me. What You know, like that's, the, that's what I assume the, I don't think it's the, you know, oh, man, hey, hell of a job going in. I don't think he gets the CM Punk treatment, whereas people actually gave CM Punk, hey, man, that dude came in and at least tried. Yeah. And he, and he got smoked. But, you know, it was what it was at least. You know, it wasn't like Lesnar and Lashley where he had a, a collegiate high school or a collegiate wrestling championship. So, you know, he already had a leg up. It was this dude just was a pro wrestler who, who decided to give it a shot and kudos for trying. I just don't think yeah. Floyd gets that. And I don't think it's fair for him. And I think the other thing that that hurts, I think it's, it's just like what, what, what we've all said about if Conor McGregor would have fought anybody not named Floyd Mayweather, they would have went out there and had hunted him to prove a point that he's nowhere in their league and to make a name for himself. Yeah. I feel like the same thing could be said if, if, if Floyd did it, but I mean, who knows? You know, stranger thing. You, you know, they always say don't bet against Tom Brady. I, I I guess I can't bet against Floyd Mayweather either. Could you see? Could you CM Punk versus Floyd Mayweather in the octagon? Like, oh my gosh! Two it, like feel, two huge names. I feel like we're playing like UFC on the Xbox and we're doing Creative Fighter. <laughs> Could you, you imagine the? Could you imagine the 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 shit talking in the lead up to the fight? Oh, it'd be perfect because CM Punk could just kind of, dude. CM Punk is one of the greatest talkers I think ever in wrestling with those pipe bombs he would drop. Yes. Oh man, and he then would... having Floyd, having Floyd like respond and stuff, man, it would just, it would be gold. Oh my gosh, the 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 vernacular that CM Punk would use to describe Floyd Mayweather would be downright disgustingly just brutal, and Floyd would just yeah. start throwing money at him. Oh yeah, <laughs> it, it, it would be ridiculous. CM Punk yeah. sitting on the Indian style on the stage instead of in the chair, like when he did the original <laughs> pipe bomb. <laughs> you know, I'll say this: if Floyd Mayweather fought CM Punk. In a in a in an MMA fight, I think if it didn't go to the ground, Floyd Mayweather would beat CM Punk. Yeah, I think because CM Punk now has like three years of jujitsu training, I think he could win if it's on the ground. Just because, not because he's a more skilled fighter or a better athlete, but he would just understand how the body moves in that situation to do things. Yeah. It's it's the same thing with with. That's the only thing that 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 hurts Floyd. It's just like McGregor. We saw McGregor land punches on Floyd Mayweather that you haven't seen since Shane Mosley, or I mean, oh, I was gonna say Maidana, but that was because Maidana had a CM Punk wrestling match with him. But I mean, you haven't seen somebody land punches like that since Mosley, and yeah, it 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 proved to me. 
something that I didn't agree. I didn't agree with people that Conor McGregor is a skilled puncher. I, I, I take back all my, all my, all my talk that I said about Conor not being that great. He's, I, I said, Conor McGregor's a big name because he got a, he scored a lucky punch on Jose Aldo and he can talk good, but he proved me wrong when he was landing some shots on Floyd. But as we saw, they didn't do anything because he doesn't know how to throw punches like a boxer. Yeah. You know, it was all arm punching. And that's because he, you know, you can't just learn that in, in a year, you know, half a year, a year. And that's the only thing with Floyd is, you know, what are you going to do? How does he react when he's, when he's on the ground and CM Punk has his back? Or Mickey Gall, who fought yeah. CM Punk, or just, you know, MMA fighter A. How does yeah. how does he react? Does he does he panic and try to squirm his way out, which makes him more vulnerable? Is he comfortable? Like I guess that's just that's where I don't know, and it is an unknown. Very much so. But I uh, I definitely think it's entertaining that Tyron Woodley. And if I'm Tyron Woodley, hell yeah, man, I'll take that notoriety. Yeah. <laughs> Um, you got that picture I sent you, right? Yep. Okay, perfect. Let's uh, let's uh, let's set our sponsors up for one last time, and then we'll come back here. We're, we're gonna we'll go a little overtime here. It won't be too much later for everybody, but uh, we're gonna watch Ali Frazier three from nineteen seventy five. Like I said, get your get your YouTube machine or your on demand, and the second the the uh, gentleman in the suite button-up 70s-style shirt, finishes introdu- introducing uh, Frazier, and we see Muhammad Ali leaning off that corner with, with, his, with his two quartermen. That's where we're starting the film. So get yourself set up. We'll be right back. Ali Frazier 3, Strong Style Media. Missing out on an awesome Uh-oh. show sucks. SeatGeek is an app that lets you track your favorite artists and notifies you when they announce new shows nearby. You can even connect your favorite music services so that you never miss out again. SeatGeek, the smart way to buy tickets. Fan of pro wrestling like we are? We got you covered. From WWE, New Japan, Ring of Honor, Impact, Lucha Underground, All Japan, and more. We're talking the highs and lows in pro wrestling. Heck, we're even giving you people from the Okadas and Omega. We're even talking the Bone Soldiers and Enzo Amoris. Sorry, Daniel. We'll stick to guys like this. Ryan Cook here, and you can check me out along with my co-host Alex Mello each Monday night, 6 p.m. Central Standard Time, right here on the Strong Style Media Network. Okay, I'm going to get that jersey for Steven. Oh, that Michigan sweatshirt is perfect for Susie. Ryan is going to love this hat. Fanatics.com has great gifts for all the sports fans in your life. Go to Fanatics.com right now and get free shipping and up to 10% cash back on absolutely everything. Every sport, every team. Fanatics.com, where sports fans shop.
Calling all fight fans worldwide. My name is Elijah McNeil, and I'm one half of the best boxing podcast on the net. The one and only standing account radio. Do you like hard-hitting commentary, analysis, and banter? Tune in on Sundays at 10 p.m. with my co-host, Ryan the Technical Legend Cook, and I break it down. That's Standing A-Count Radio, 10 p.m. Sundays, Strong Style Media. Alexa? Call Ashley. Yeah, it's about time you call that girl. No, no, no. He just talked to that girl two hours ago. You got to let love marinate. Put love in that bag. To marinate. Mmm, love going to be in that bag like, mmm, I can't wait to talk to him tomorrow. What? And then after it marinates, no, you're going to pull it out. Jamie, who's Alexa? Say it. Say it, Jamie. You Alexa. That's right. I'm Alexa. Thanks, guys. But I'll take it from here. Recognize what that uh, that that beat they used was. Um, it's on the tip of my tongue. I can't like. It's uh, was it was it Thursday night football like ESPN or one of the old it ESPN was, football? It was the NHL on ESPN. That's what it was. I knew it was like yeah. some ESPN. Like let's go, ESPN hockey, and they they play that in the background. <laughs> <laughs> All right, for those of you on here, we are at the 12 minute and six second mark on your DVR. If you got a DVR booted up, Uh, if you're on the YouTubes, I told you what it what it looks like that we're at. Uh, Elijah, uh, I'm going to hit the play button in three, two, one, and play. There we go. Uh, I wonder if shaking myself a little bit. Look at that guy's shirt. That shirt is hilarious. Wearing white trucks with black stripe. <laughs> this dude's ridiculous. This guy oh, might man, be I think... I think I might have oh. had a different... A different... Uh, has the fight started for you yet? No, he's uh, putting his arms in the air, and now they just walk together into the center of the ring. Okay. Now they're announcing the referee. Tell me when it starts, and I'll just kind of like click it to that point. Because I had him okay. like in a different. I had because he was in the corner like a few, a couple different times, and they showed him kind of like that a couple different times. Oh my bad. Um, Ali is talking mad smack though. Referee's yeah, trying to get order in line. <laughs> Ali's hair is on point, by the way. Nice and thick. It's uh see if I if I was ever a boxer I would try to grow like the thickest beard and have it to like as long as I could until they told me to cut it. Like to protect, Jose Ra- to protect your chin. Yeah. They made Ho- I, I guess they had Jose Ramirez trim up his beard, which I think Where is what you made him right look now? like. Um Ali just walked back to the corner and they're clearing the ring. Okay. Uh 
we now have those two in the ring. And the bell just rang. Here we go. They're in the center of the ring. Round one with the most generic graphic ever. I'm gonna get I'm gonna get a little score sheet up here. I just let's see here. Alright. Well Fortunately there's no time might, on the screen. I'm at like two thirty seven of the first round. Ali so. misses a left. Frazier is erratic. He's like a mirror mom. His hands are all over the place. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Ha 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 ha. <laughs> Ali keeps throwing a, a two piece and he ducks it every time. It's like a like a video game where you hit like the same duck button against the same person doing the like just spamming hooks. Yeah. Oh, nice right by Ali. Body shot from Fraser. Fraser Ali's just throws lumbering his... bodies. What's yeah, Frazier is Frazier is relentless charge forward hooks. I'm gonna take a couple, but I'm gonna hit you. I'm, I'm gonna take a couple, but I'm gonna hit you harder than those couple that are that you hit me with. <laughs> he is like, and I say this obviously, is this is forty, forty two years old, but he is like the epitome of like one of those old time fighters that are in a movie. Like the grizzled guy that you got to fight where he like bangs the gloves together and he's like, ah, ah, ah. And he charges at you. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I thought he was going to give him a belly to belly there. Ref separating him. I'll let you know when the round ends too. We can, we can kind of touch okay. base on the ending of the round. Nice two piece from Ali. Ali Ooh. is definitely showing superior hand speed here and superior, obviously the length is a big factor. That, you know, oh my gosh, nice punches. Rope-a-dope. Frazier's got him on that rope. Yeah, he's, that's the Ollie tactic, though, like the old, like, Ollie, like, Ollie didn't do, uh, Ollie didn't do the rope-a-dope when he was younger. That was, like, a, a tactic he kind of adopted as he aged when he, like, wasn't able to move around and, like, he wasn't as, Athletic as he was early on, he used that tactic to kind of tire guys out, and you know he could take oh. it. Oh, he could take some punches, and then they, he would make the guy punch him out. Okay, yeah, I think we're on this almost on the same part. He has Ali just like kind of hurt him, and he was on the ropes for a second. Yeah, the round just ended for I mean, me. Nope, never mind. Yeah, it did end. Okay. They're walking to the corners now. Yeah, it just ended for me, too. Just now. Like, these guys, man, like... <laughs> these guys... These guys are throwing way more punches than 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 most heavyweights do nowadays. If you, you notice, like, they're very active. Oh, yeah. Like, and it's... You know, this goes back to you know, not, not not to stop you, but it's, this goes back to why I'm so excited to see Wilder fight Joshua. Is it's two guys that are gonna throw. Yeah. Unlike Junior Fa and I don't even remember Tahi. the guy's name. What was his name? I said Junior Fa and the Fahu Tahi. <laughs> Craig Lewis. What's that guy? Sounds like something that was on like the East West Ball on Key and Peel. Craig Lewis. 
Talk Lewistein. Damn, look at the girl trying to get out of the ring. She definitely doesn't watch pro wrestling. She, like, sat down and leaned backwards trying to escape the ring. And she, that'd be funny if she fell on the floor. <laughs> Round yeah, keep, two. Keep, keep oh, on. I was just Some, saying, I, I'm maybe, like, two seconds ahead of you, so we're not bad. Okay. I just I was just saying it just that Junior Fa Craig Lewis fight was just a bunch of like what most heavyweights fights are nowadays just a few punches here hold the guy let go kind of don't do nothing punch a couple times hold it's just <laughs> that's what the heavyweight division has kind of come become I mean these guys are like guys are throwing punches. Frazier's like pretty much walking him down, <laughs> throwing punches while he's walking him down and just relentlessly like attacking him. Yeah, the um Joe Frazier well, I gave the first like... round to I I gave the first round to Ali by the way. Yes, I did uh 10-9 as well. Sorry. Good good call on doing it. Like like he just did all like 18 ducks. Yeah. Like charging to him on that wide angle. Uh, yeah, you're you're a hundred percent right. He's oh big right hand for Ali there though. Uh Frazier's like he's displaying cardio of like a like a welterweight. Yeah. God Ali is just tagging him coming in. Yeah, that right hand when he when he kept trying to duck, they had that wide lens maybe twenty seconds ago. He just yeah. pegged him with that. Right. Oh God! There's another one. <laughs> it's just like one, two, like, like two pieces. Oh. Like, get some Popeyes chicken. Bing, oh, bing. Ali just ran his head into the turnbuckle, and bing, the ref bing. is Bing, bing. <laughs> but I mean, yeah, Joe, he, he's effect. He's still being effective because I mean, he's going to the body and he's like, you know, he's char. He's like coming at him. He's making Ali work. Oh, Frazier with a big right hand on the body there. Uppercutting between the guard, too. Ali just shoved yeah. him. Ali continues to grab the back of his head, though, and the ref is getting livid. He didn't step in that time. I couldn't believe he ran him into the turnbuckle. Yeah, that was funny. <laughs> and he, he, Another he, thing Ali keeps doing is he keeps, like, touching his face with his, like, putting his arm yeah. out and, like, touching his face with his glove. That's, like, illegal. You're not... Technically supposed to Ooh. do that. That's like supposed to be legal. Ooh man, For- uh, Frazier is landing some shots in that corner. Oh god! And then Ali comes out and land- right? throws like a yes, God. <laughs> that overhand right is just. Oof! Frazier just waves him off as he walks to the corner. <laughs> did you Did you see what Ali? Could you Did you see what Ali said to him? He's like. Word that I really shouldn't probably say on 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 air, but he's like, look like he said F O H. Well, mine took a weird cut on the man. Uh, didn't give him the minute in between the round. Does, did yours just oh, kind of go into the third round? No, my I'm like they're showing highlights. Yeah, mine just completely cut in. So, I mean, it, it whatever. We're at the same page anyway. It's a couple seconds off. Um, yeah, he keeps doing the hand thing you're talking about. Putting his hand right in his face like he's a little kid. Yeah. Like, like you can't punch me. You can't hit me. Uh, I went 
ten nine again, uh, twenty to eighteen. Ali over Fraser. Same here. Oh, he is just, you know, and this is this is so interesting because like, obviously, I didn't I didn't start watching boxing till, I don't know, probably nineteen eighty nine, right around before uh, Buster Douglas and and because when was Douglas Tyson? Was that nineteen ninety? 89 or 90, I believe. Yeah. So I started watching, like, right before that. That was the first pay-per-view we ever ordered was, was Buster Douglas and Tyson. Um, you know, so I never saw either of these guys more than just random highlights. And yeah. I never went out of my way to watch YouTube fights of theirs. And, uh, you know, so myself and Elijah were getting our figuring out a good thing for the watch-along tonight. And I'm glad this is where we went. Oh my God, Frazier! Frazier's punishing yeah. him. Yeah, I think the first the first fight that I remember watching was um, Sugar Ray Leonard Marvin Hagler. I have seen that. That's where Hagler has those like gold and red trunks, right? Yeah, that was like the first fight. No, I'm thinking of Hearns. I'm thinking of Hagler. Yeah. Hagler's white. Um, Hagler was. I can't remember what color he was, but that was the first fight that I remember watching, like on pay per view, like with my dad and some of his friends. And that's when I like kind of started really liking boxing. So a little, was, uh, bit be- a little bit before you, but okay. Oh my lord! And Ali's out of the corner. Holy yeah, he's. He's in the corner. He's in the corner with where I'm at right now, and he's getting like pummeled. But he's playing that rope a dope. Oh, big left hook from Frazier. This fight is ridiculous. Yeah, isn't it entertaining? Oh my god, I'm I'm sitting. I'm half off my couch right now. Ali continues getting yelled at for the, the holy she talking mushrooms. Yeah. Like yeah, so I'm literally now Ali now Ali has Frazier back in the corner. Oh my god! Yeah, so mine literally Elijah is um they're cutting every round off. Oh man, are you serious? Yeah, so what I'm gonna do after this round is over is I'm gonna pause it when it on the round five screen, and then when you get to the round, I'll unpause it. Um, oh, okay. so if you're at home watching on demand. Um, we're going to slow down for our YouTube watchers just because on demand is cutting out commercials or the, the highlights. So I will, um, like I said, when it gets to round five, when, when the logo's on the screen, that says round five, I'll pause it. And then when you get to that logo, we'll unpause and I'll do that every round. You're on uh, round five already. No, I'm saying after this round, when we get there. Okay. Um, All right. cause I'm on. We should be on round four, right? Around yeah. three. We're on okay. round four. Uh, my my thing got goofed up because I accidentally pressed it a button and I was trying to pause it. So I will get to round four now. Yeah. So at the end of this round, um, like I said, just let me know when when your round starts. The little generic logo pops up on the screen, and then okay. uh, that's when I'll unpause every time. And everybody listening. Uh, when you see the the next round logo, we're gonna pause it for our YouTube followers. 
Uh, I went 10. I, I gave Frazier the third. As, as close yeah. as Ali made it at the end, I went Frazier on the round. I agree, Frazier. He just he had Ali in the corner for most of the round. I mean, Ali and fought his way out and fought his way back and then had a like a nice like surge at the end of the round, but I, I think Frazier did. I think Frazier did the better work. Oh, and you know, and, and when he's when he lands, you know, like eight nine hooks to the body. I mean, that's just that's that's painful. Like those yeah. are some punishing shots. All right, um, let's see. It's getting close. That all right? It's the round four started. Okay, I'm probably halfway done with the round, so I'm gonna pause up for you. Frazier throwing, looking a little low on those. Gosh. Oh, my gosh, huge shot from Ali. Oh, my God, a huge answer from Frazier. This is tremendous. Yeah. I'm having a hell of a good time. By the way, during our second commercial break, I finally grabbed my cup of coffee that was on the Keurig, and I chugged the entire thing, and then I made a second cup. Damn, I, I think it's finished. starting to kick in. I just <laughs> finished my thing. My I just finished my caribou. I have, like, this big caribou, like, 20 ounce thing that I just finished. Caribou. Okay, I'll right, probably be ready. I'll probably still be ready for bed. <laughs> oh, I, we're going to be doing some live, live streaming after this. We're going to be we're going to be live streaming the NHL 18. <laughs> Chell as the kids call it. The Chell. So now they're showing the actual like so are you on round five now? No, they're they're showing the in between now. The ring girl's walking around with the five, and Ali's standing up as the crowd's chanting Ali, and he's waving them on. Because I'm still on round four. Yep. I've got like a minute thirty left in the fourth round, and it's just all good. Body, body, body. <laughs> like I said. I'm pausing it when I see the round five logo. Okay. All right, everyone, uh, 28-10, we're pausing up and waiting for our YouTube uh, friends to come on, and then they can, uh, Elijah let us know when the screen shows that generic round five logo, and then we'll hit play and uh, get back on track here with it. Um, any rounds that they skip and don't show the in-between, Oof. Um, we'll pause up. Man. That right hand, though, I mean, Frazier's getting in there, too, but that those right hands, man, are just so quick. There was, there was a right that, that Ali landed, and then Frazier immediately caught him on the left. Yeah. Right back to answer it. Oh, just, just, they're banging. This is great. I'm loving this. We might have to do more of these throwback fights. Yeah, definitely. Because this is, ah. I'm I'm entertained. Are you not entertained? Uh, I'm gonna pull up. I got the, ten second. I got ten seconds left in round four. They um. By the way, they're talking. Uh, if Chocolatito can beat one of these guys in a confidence booster, then you can argue that he should look for a title shot against uh, Khalid Yafi. Yafi next. Uh, if he struggles to beat one, though, maybe he should move back down to 112. Uh, Can he even make 112 anymore, though? Didn't he move up because he was having a hard time making 112? I 
I would hope not. It wouldn't be that bad because he's only fighting at 115. I could have sworn they, that he just he didn't feel like he could make the weight anymore for 112. I I just wondered too of how much lack of competition he felt there was. True. Uh, they're talking. Uh, let, let me know too when your round five logo pops on the screen and all on pause. Um, they're okay. talking Aron Diaz, John Riel Casimiro, Hernan Marquez, uh, Luis Concepcion, and Jamie Conlon. Pause it. I'm pausing. All right. We're going in. Get out of the ring. Dang, there, the quarter minute is standing there. There we go. I, um, as close as that fourth round was, I tied the fight up. I gave it to Frazier. Yeah. Why, why? I feel like we're copying each other, but I gave it to Frazier, too. <laughs> it's as is, is effective as Ali is hitting these crazy shots, these, these punishing shots. Frazier just looks, just looks like he's systematically breaking him down. Like, like even right now, look at Ali's face. He even looks yeah. Oh, nice, nice three piece there. But he looks. Yeah. Oh my gosh, Frazier, Frazier coming in again. You know he's he doesn't look like he's as as thrilled as he was in round one when he's like laughing and smiling in there. Yeah. You know, and as much as it hurts to get punched in the face, I mean those body shots linger. Mhm. And it just there. the the aggression and it being effective like makes it hard to kind of judge against it. He's he's like a little pit bull. Yeah. Just going in there and, and continuing. And Ali to... keeps putting his head on the his hand on the back of his head. <laughs> Dude, that referee's getting so mad, his comb-over's going to start moving. <laughs> more punches. More punches. You know, I understand the rope-a-dope in the corner, but I tell you what, this is... This is this definitely is a Frazier round so yeah, far. And now he's holding them in Frazier's like, quit. Frazier's like, quit it. What is he doing? Are they are they gonna? It looked like they're when when you lead him in a wrestling in, the, oh, in pro wrestling and they he's calling him in and he oh he just eats more bodies. Did you see it? Did you see him? He like he like mushed him in the face and then he like told him to come come in the corner. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh, huge left hand from Frazier. You see his Ali's head snap back on that. Oh, good. Oh my God, they're yeah. changing combos. Holy uppercut, Ali. This is, oh man, brutal. Referee, come on now. He's patting him on the back. <laughs> like, Frazier's pushing his hands down to land those body shots. It's like Lomachenko when he would slap, the, like, down punch their gloves to open their face and then hit them with an uppercut. Mm-hmm. I'll never forget against Jason Sosa when he, when Lomachenko did like a downwards uppercut with his right hand to the top of the gloves, and then with the same right hand swung it back around fast enough that he was able to hit him with a hook. Wow, what a round. <laughs> Frazier slap his hand down before <laughs> I'm giving 10-9 Ali. I'm going 10-9 Frazier. I'm going the opposite. 
So did you say you paused first, it? Yeah, because uh, my they they went straight into the round. So let me know. Oh, when, okay. Uh, all right, so we both have the fight forty eight forty seven, but we have it different. See, now we're getting a little uh, a little a little discrepancy. Yeah, I was I I looked up and and it was immediately showing round six already. I'm like, oh, okay, well, we're getting no uh, interval here. (laughs) (laughs) This is just going down. The referee's arms are wide open. (laughs) With arms wide open. Now, is this a a scheduled 12 or 15-round fight? That's a good question. Oh, sorry. Start. I forgot. I'm like... All right, yeah, one third of the. Okay. He keeps grabbing. Oh, the ref, the ref backhanded Ali's hand. Get off of him! <laughs> Get off of him! Oh my God! Oh, hook by that, Frazier puts Ali in the one, corner. Bomb! No one puts Ali in the corner. <laughs> except for himself. Oh my God! Frazier is throwing bombs. Oh, hit him, hit him hard again, getting him in the corner. Like, Ali's landing a lot of good punches, but I just, I feel like Frazier's doing damage. Yeah. I feel like, I feel like Ali's not hurting him. And that's the worst thing, because if he's, if he's not scared of him, what's going to make him stop coming? His mom. <laughs> Ali throws a right hand, and Frazier did, like, a, a arm over the other arm, and, like, Eric pushed his hand away. I've never seen that before. <laughs> Look at that. He's doing, like, crazy sideways block, like, building, like, a wall and moving. Oh, my gosh, he's bodying him again. Yeah. So oh, this, is, uh, this is a 15-round fight. Yeah, I heard the guy say, we're a third of the way done with the scheduled 15 rounds. <laughs> Could you imagine going 15 rounds? Oh, my gosh. I I don't want to with some of the heavyweights we have now. Could you imagine <laughs> if that Junior Fa Craig Lewis fight went an extra three rounds? Oh, man. They would. Be, them, they both would be dead. Yeah, one of them might go into cardiac because he's so tired. They both would have just, like, it would have been a draw because they both would have just been too tired to continue and they both would have just like stopped fighting. They quit on the stool together. Do you want to quit? Yeah. What an <laughs> uppercut by Frazier. Dominic Brazil. Could you imagine seeing him go 15? That was going to be my suggestion. I was, I was thinking, well, excuse me, I want to dog him too hard. But I was thinking the same thing. Like Dominic Brazil, I could see just lumbering around the ring for 15 rounds. <laughs> I showed uh, I showed uh, Isaiah the that Wilder knockdown where that dude was like running in place and punching in the air. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know why so I thought funny. about that. <laughs> so how was St. Patty's Day? I was. It was pretty fun. It was. It was long. It was long. Yeah, man, I don't, I don't go out like that no more. 
Yeah, we got we got downtown. All right, I'm pausing up at round seven again, just so you know, because it, they don't they don't okay. like uh, letting the breaks happen. I think we got downtown about shit. I don't know, three thirty, and I think I didn't get home till like one. Oh man. I gave uh, I gave Frazier that round. By I did well. I got it fifty eight fifty six for Frazier. What do you got at fifty seven all? Yep. Yeah, at midnight we went to up to uh, uptown, and then I think we went to up down at like one a.m. or so. So it was a, it was a long long stay. Oh, unpause it. All right, we're unpause around seven, ladies and gentlemen. We are. Almost to the halfway point of this banger of a of a war. Uh, I got Fraser up four two on the cards. Eliza has it an even fight. Fraser now. Fraser's just, he's blowing me away. A little yeah. great combo from Ali. Oh. Fraser back to the body. Shout out to the ref and his mustache. That guy definitely, oh my God. That guy definitely was in Boogie Nights. Speaking of this fight, though, like a big a big thing about this fight is that it took place in the Philippines. The nickname of the fight was the Thriller in Manila. <laughs> Maybe a young... Maybe a little Manny Pacquiao was influenced by this fight before he even was, before he was even born. <laughs> How old is Pacquiao? He's got to be around our age, maybe a little older. I'm gonna look to, in Quezon City. Yeah, in my head, I'm going. I couldn't remember. I was like, "Is this the thrill in Manila, or was, the, or is this the Rumble in the Jungle?" And then I. Rumble and Rumble Jungle, Jungle was George Foreman. Yeah, okay. That's what I thought it was, was the Foreman one. Those are way cooler names for fights. Now it's like undisputed. Unfinished business. <laughs> yeah. The O has got to go. <laughs> Ooh, Ali's sticking to the outside, but Frazier backs him in the corner. Frazier, oh, nice. Ali was some good. Ali's throwing some nice combos, though, right now. Yeah, he is. Uh, Manny Pacquiao. I think he's starting to sense that Frazier may be getting a little tired. Uh, Manny Pacquiao uh, is 39. He was born in 1978. So, yeah, he was... He wouldn't have seen this fight. Maybe his mom told him about it as a young boy. His Wikipedia picture, he is so happy. Uh. (laughs) Wow. So, BoxRec has Manny Pacquiao listed as the fourth greatest pound-for-pound boxer of all time. Wow. 
All right, so it looks like they're actually showing the in-between part of the round here, finally. Okay, so the round just ended for me, so... Um, I'm going to give that round to Ali. Yep, Ali round for me, too. I got it 67-66, Frazier. I have like, it Frazier 60... landed up. I have Ali up by one now. So, see, so you got 67-66. And Frazier was landing some good shots, but you could tell... You could tell Muhammad Ali was getting comfortable, and yeah. uh, was started to become an aggressor. Gosh, he looks spent from those body shots though in the corner right here. Yeah, he does. That dude is gonna have some Jose Uzcadegui Uz- blood in his urine <laughs> tomorrow. <laughs> round uh, round Kobe or round Timu here. Round eight. <laughs> God, Round eight. Don't penetrate. Whoa, that could be the name of, uh, of your fight in the Philippines. What? Round eight, don't penetrate. <laughs> in, the, in the main event, we'll see Elijah McNeil take on this man. Oh, fuck! Aaron. <laughs> if you're going to do it for the boxing fans. Ooh, Did you God, Ali. <laughs> Frazier's answering, but I don't know what if it how much it's doing. Yeah. Look at him just snap these punches on Frazier. Wow, Frazier with a big left hook. That that got Ali to stop punching for a second. Oh, he was ready for that one. Oh, he's punishing Frazier. Oh my God. <laughs> Man, he just hit him with like five or six punches in a row. Frazier went for that big hook again. Oh, man, that was a great jab by Frazier. Like, they turned the camera perfectly. Now Frazier has Ali up against the ropes again. Ali's pants are going to come off. Yep, you can see his his, his, uh, guard. Like, he... He gets back in the locker room and, for, and somehow only has one sock. <laughs> <laughs> what the hell? This is man. This is a hell of a war. Oh, freeze! You know this, <gasps> did you know what this fight also? It wasn't a title fight. I don't believe. <laughs> yeah, I don't remember seeing any titles. To begin, oh, it is a title fight. Have you, oh, is it uh, okay? Yeah. The the ESPN Classic screen just said 1975 heavyweight title fight. Oh, okay. It's actually <laughs> okay. I thought I thought it wasn't. I've, one of his, one of Ali's later fights was like a super fight, but it wasn't like a title fight. But I just can't, I can't remember which one. Did he ever fight Ken Norton? Or was that yeah. too late? Did he? Okay. No, he fought Ken Norton. Jeez. Uh, Frazier is putting some work in. Yeah, Ali, like, oh my gosh, this round has been so entertaining. I was I f- totally forgot about that Ali barrage <laughs> earlier in the round. He just this buffed the hard, hell out of him. This is a hard round to score. <laughs> yeah, that's what I was like. Oh, I, I'm, I'm giving this to Frazier right now. They're like, wait a minute, but Ali, gosh. I gotta get my paws ready in case they don't 
it'll break. Okay, I gotta pause. I'm paused at the nine again. Okay. Holy. Sh- okay, I think I know where I'm going on this. Yeah, we're gonna go this route, even though I. Another round where I just. I. I I'm going I even. Even is that a thing? Yeah, you can go even rounds. Did Gotti Ward even get an even? I don't know, but I've heard of I've heard of rounds being called even. Um I gotta I gotta give it to somebody. I'm gonna give it to Ali. Just because of that 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 barrage early in the round. As much as Frazier was putting heat on. I, I got to give it to one because I don't. I don't want my scorecard to have something controversial at the end. That's. I will say one thing that I do like about having fifteen rounds as opposed to twelve, is it's a good way to avoid draws. Yeah. Because you can't go six six. Yeah. Um, now, obviously, if there's a drop or anything, in that rest yeah, arms. So- so here, just so you're more clarified, if a judge deems around completely even, both fighters receive 10 points. Nice. So. Okay. I, I just don't think I've ever seen it. That's what I was asking. Round nine. I'm right. The ref just gets out of the way after he separates him to go push that dude out of the ring. <laughs> Araneta Coliseum. This ref has got some quick hands, though. He gets in there and rips Ali's arms off of Frazier and jumps right back out. <laughs> the stash is cracking me up. <laughs> this dude's tight. He's like, stop, get your hands off his head. He like, keeps like pulling his hand, like he keeps like slapping Ali's hand off his head. <laughs> Great little backpedal from the ref. Uh, very Steve yeah. Willis-like. Steve Willis is like how I would hope I would be if I was a boxing ref. Ooh, he loves like the facial expressions he makes are hilarious. <laughs> that that video that we were tagged in, I can't remember who tagged us, but I think Kyle. You, yeah, I think it might have been Kyle. Where where it was just like Steve Willis enjoying his job. <laughs> yeah. The punch that Terrence Crawford landed on Hank Lundy, in his face, he's just like ooh. Um, for those of you listening live, uh, if it does cut out for you, this show will be podcastable on Radio TuneIn, Google Play, Stitcher, and on iTunes uh, after it finishes. Uh, but if you are still listening, uh, it may carry over. We're going into overtime here. We're going to the championship rounds, as they say in the boxing, and we're going to finish this fight for you guys. Um, Blog talk. He did usually in <laughs> slapping the hand off. They, uh, Block Talk's been good about not kicking us off if we go over our two hours. We, me and it's Alex also, went uh, two two hours and 53 minutes last Monday. Wow. And uh, the whole thing, Demetrius was able to listen to the whole thing. Why does that work? That's awesome. It seems like we're not getting like kicked off for like technical reasons as much as we used to as well. Yeah, it's it's been running well. I'm I'm pleased. The I'm tape on Ollie's gloves are loose. Yeah, 
I'm surprised that he hasn't brought. <laughs> How much of it is it, is it the the ref's fault for slapping his hand away? Yeah, maybe. Get your hand. See, he just did it again. He's like, <laughs> <laughs> oh, nice two piece. Ooh, this is another tough round. Yeah, I think I have Frazier right now winning this round. <laughs> he did it. The ref did it again. He like, come yeah, on, kind of like, <laughs> stop. He did it again. Wow, hell of a round. I gotta make sure. Oh, I gotta pause because that they Frazier. went so fast they, they didn't even show me. Yeah, I'm I'm gonna go ten nine Frazier as well. I got an eighty six eighty five right now. Hell of a fight. Hell of a fight. I am loving every minute of this. 85. Boom. So I got two, four, one, two, three, four. Yeah, I got Frazier up five to four in this, this fight. This is great. I can't believe these guys are still throwing like this, too, as, as heavies. Like, there is no slowdown. Ooh, gave them the smelling salts. <laughs> Who did? Uh, Ali's trainer. That's He's like, tight. oh. Have you ever have you ever had a smelling salt in front of your face? Yeah, it's not pleasant. I've I've never. Round ten. Unpause. What is it like? Does it wake you up as much as it should? Yeah, and it makes your nose like feel on fire. It's gross. <laughs> Did you get, like, laid out or something and had to do it? No, I just, no, like, we had, like, a first aid kit at a job I had. And someone someone dared me to, like, open it up and smell it. And I'm like, okay. And I did it. I, I almost, like, knocked me over. <laughs> I was like, when you said uh, we had a first aid kit, before you even said the, the place or anything about it, I, I knew it was going to be a great story. <laughs> do you, would you remember what your what your place of employment was when this happened? I don't remember where it was. Trying to figure but, out how young you were. <laughs> <laughs> Going through your job history, I'm like, I wonder how old he was. I was in my twenties. Like, I was in my like really. I was in my early twenties. I just can't remember where it was, but man, was it was Maplewood Toys R Us. Ollie's, no, it wasn't at Maplewood Toys R Us. Maybe it was when I was working at Cintas. But, uh, man, Ali just landed some, a combo. And then now Frazier is, like, trying to pull his pants down. <laughs> Ali's, it's, uh, oh. And the rest oh, moved his right. hand off his head again. Oh, man. I'm surprised he hasn't taken a point. I know because he looks like he's getting really annoyed. I bet you he knows how close the fight is. Yeah. If, you know, if he takes a point, you know, then if he loses by one, now the ref goes, well, or the people do, well, if the ref didn't take a point, well, but the ref also is doing his job as he's warned him 400 times to stop doing this. Yeah. Now he just muffed him with his forearm. <laughs> God, I have Frazier winning this round so far, but now, ooh, now I'll, like, now Frazier's got him back in the corner again. 
Oh God, that that hook that Ali just hit him with. <laughs> Ooh. To me, Ali seems to be landing like the cleaner punches, like upstairs, like the sharper, like upstairs punches, and the more like combination punching. But Frazier seems to be hitting him way more and kind of trapping him in the corner and hitting him to the body a lot more. Frazier, Frazier to me is is landing. Oh, great uppercut at the at the bell there. Yeah. I hope I got to pause again. All right, let me know when the round starts. <sighs> oh, I'm giving it to Ali. Yeah, I give that round to Ali too. Just because of the end. And I also look at, I've had a couple really close rounds where I didn't know where I want to go, and I gave him to Frazier. Um, so after 10 rounds, I have it 95-95. I got I to draw right now. Yeah, I got this 5-5. Five, five. This is fantastic. With my even round, I think Ali is up 5-4. Yeah, 5-4 in a draw, the draw round. Yeah. Up oh, round starts. Didn't, right. It didn't give me the it didn't give me the like number this time. Yeah. It just like all of a sudden just started. Yeah, they just like ran to the center of the ring. Like, all right, we want to fight. Yeah. Oof. Ali's got him in the corner. Oh. <laughs> Ali almost had him in the corner again, and then he hit him with that hook. Oof. So you've technically you gives six rounds and uh, to five counting the draw because of the draw, right? Yeah. Okay, oh, so you got Lord. this fight. Uh, you got this fight ninety six ninety five Ali just for your yeah. your numbers' sake, so we can we can compare numbers after. Yeah, you're 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 better at math than I am. So gee, I I I do it on my computer and live update. So like I'm like all right. I did, so when I had like 85, I'm like, okay, I just change it or add 10 right now. <laughs> just keep yeah. it going right the bat. You know, this is kind of a kind of a funny thought to me, but and it's oh, like it's it's a different sport. But when watching Ali fight, you can really see that he really influenced Anderson Silva with the oh. way he like. With the way he like moves his head, and like, kind of like, doesn't really block a lot of punches, but he moves his head like out of the way and moves. You know what I mean? Like yeah, the he, whole like standstills with his defense. Yeah, like and he just kind of like moves his head like back, like he's in the Matrix or something. And I I think I think Sil- Silva said that Ali is like one of his like. Idols, and he kind of like kind of patterned his like striking kind of similar to Ali with his defense. He throws a lot of those like pitter patter type shots to kind of open you up too. Yeah, you know he'd throw those like loose arm jabs around, and then he'd come with like a huge windmill kick. <laughs> oh, God! Frazier is putting on punishment this round. Ali's got a nice flurry coming on now, but. Oof. 
oh, oh my gosh, I was I was all, oh my gosh, I, I I don't even I can't even speak, like I was all like Frazier's dominating this round, and now Ali's just. Oh my! I don't know. Oh, this is this round is insane. I can't. I can't. Oh my! What a hell of a round! Do I need to pause again? Or are they going to show the dance? All right, I got to pause again. Um, I'm going Frazier on that round. I'll, I have to go Frazier too. Um, 105-104 for me right now. Actually, this is a close fight. So now because of that tie, you got to you got to draw right now, don't you? Yeah. Damn, that's insane. Did you have to pause it again? Yep. Okay. Yeah. Ooh, man, they're showing some slow down punches of. Ali hitting Frazier. <laughs> and it, it, these are some of the hardest rounds I've ever scored. Yeah. All I right. Um, round 12. All right. Gosh, this is... <laughs> this is one of those things... Oh, my God, Ali. These are one of those things, like, if this was, like, an indie wrestling match, the crowd would be chatting fight forever. Yeah. So, like, I've just pulled up something that says uh, Anderson Silva did say, like, that his counter-striking and, like, defense kind of has, like, is really influenced by Muhammad Ali's style. Yeah, when you made that comparison, it totally shows with his... Here's, Here's an odd boxing one that maybe I'm... Maybe I'm a hundred percent wrong with, but how much Ali do you think Canelo watched? I'm not sure. I don't like. A, I don't never. Like I've never heard. Footed moving with not not. You know what I mean? Like the the standstill, impressive body movement and and head movement. It could be. I I've never heard Canelo like really say anything how like Ali's influenced him, but maybe he has. Like and, and I, I, I see a little bit of it. Like it's it's the same type of a defense that you just don't see, and it, and it could just be coincidental that his trainers saw how how good his vision was at moving as moving away from punches without having to you know waste energy running around the ring, but. Um, you know, you mentioned the, the Silva thing, and it really got me thinking about guys that fight like this. Yeah, and I, I, I could, I could see it. Man, Fraser's just like a, like a pit bull, man. He just doesn't go away. They both look like they're starting to like get a little tired though, but Ooh. Frazier just keeps coming forward. Ali, Ali did hit him with that. <laughs> yeah, as he was coming forward. Oof. Another hook, another Oh God. Here here's one thing I'll say too about this fight. Is I haven't seen like obviously you know take away the, the main heavyweights that the big ones right now. 
but I haven't seen heavyweights land like shots like this. Like it I feels have, like every punch is just the hardest punch in the world. Yeah, I have, but it was like long time ago, like when Lennox Lewis and Evander Holyfield yeah. and Riddick Bowe like were still around. Michael Moore, like guys talking, like that, were still around. Like, I'm talking but like, like recently, the Vladimir Klitschko era. Not even like yeah. before the Vitali one. All right, I gotta pause. Uh, I gotta pause. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like you're you're 100 right with where I was. That that was what I was thinking. Like you know that era where guys where they were landing these shots. Yeah, you know, watching like, Lennox fight a Seam Rockman. Yeah, like our era though, like the era like that's probably considered where we like know most know like most of our stuff about boxing. There, there. I don't know. It doesn't seem like it's two different like worlds on how yeah. how, how the fights are. So and do you need me to tell yeah, you? Yeah, I had to pause again. You know, you you can attest a lot of it to the skill of Vladimir Klitschko. I think made people look so bad, but you also look at you know when other fighters were fighting each other, not named Klitschko. They were just it was. I mean, the heavyweight division sucked. And, yeah. you know, now, thankfully, we're in the Round era 13. where we got guys like Ortiz and Wilder who look like, they look like boxers. It's, you know, you know what a lot of these heavyweights nowadays and in the last, like, 10 years have looked like? It's like when you go to an indie wrestling show and it's, and it's like, out of shape dudes like me wearing a t-shirt. I don't wear wrestling a t-shirt. <laughs> you know, and you're like, that guy, why is, like, that guy looks like, looks like shit. He doesn't look like a wrestler. He, you know oh, what I mean? Wow. Yeah. You know, like, you know, and I, I don't want to mention names, but there's certain wrestlers we've looked at, you know, you watch and you're like, that dude doesn't look like a wrestler. This looks like just two dudes pretending to be a wrestler. <laughs> like, that's how some of these heavyweights looked. It was like, it was just two fat guys going in the ring, just throwing punches and hug- they're hugging more than they're punching. Yeah. You know, whereas these guys, these guys are in the 13th round, which doesn't exist anymore. No, and, and they're like still. Oh, the mouthpiece <laughs> went flying oh, out. Oh, oh. Oh, that punch that he hit him with. Did you see his mouthpiece oh, go him. flying? Yeah. He staggered him with that left. See, nowadays they'd, make, they'd stop it to put the mouthpiece in. Yeah, I mean, I don't know where that mouthpiece went, though, man. That thing went, like, flying out of his mouth. <laughs> Somebody it got might not, it might, it, Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Oh, man. He is... This This is one of the first rounds that I'm, I'm not having struggles with. But Joe Frazier is still coming. He's and he's got like a hematoma on his forehead. <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say, look at that contusion over his left eye. The hematoma. Man, Joe Frazier is a tough son of a bitch. Oh, staggered him. Oh, <laughs> oh, Ali slipped. Looked like oh, he just, just tore his ACL. <laughs> That was like when Amir Mon, like somebody left a water bottle in the ring and he like stood on it and like tripped and then Jose Ramirez just punished him for a minute. Oh, wow. If I was a mom, I'd be pissed in my corner. 
How's that happen? The second round. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. They, they like showed it, and you could see him step on it, and his foot buckled, and then he looked down, and then Ramirez hit him with like seven shots. Wow. Ali, stop with the hands on the head. I'm not going to tell you again. <laughs> Frazier just stood there with his arms on his side like, all right, are you going to keep doing this? Oh. <laughs> he moved his hand again. He's like, yeah. He, he came with a oh, big hook at the end of the round. Yeah. Man, the referee shot him and held his hands up like a field goal. I think I have Ali up two rounds now. But, um... Maltzcar just got man. thrown back in the ring. All right, I don't have to man. pause this round. Okay, if if you were to take a shot for every time that the referee um, had to like, I would have passed out by round three. Yeah, we would be we would probably be being rushed to the hospital for alcohol poisoning. Oh, did you see all that blood out of his mouth that Frazier just spit out? Oh shit! They they started the round for me. All right, I'm, you gotta let me know when the round starts. They, okay. I thought they were gonna show the highlights, and they didn't. Um, damn, I'm I, uh, apparently I'm an idiot. Did you? Did you? My math is round fourteen. All right, I'm gonna have to tally up my card here because I'm ten, twenty, twenty, forty, fifty, sixty, seven. Yeah, so that makes sense. Mm-hmm. 10, 20, 30, 40. That's a 60. Okay, there we go. I figured out what I did wrong. All right. I I got confused when I saw numbers in the in the 120s. I'm like, what the hell? This doesn't make sense. A 6-6 six, six even fight is 114, 114. How am I at 124 <laughs> on something? And then I was like, oh, yeah. We just finished the 13th round. (laughs) (laughs) Now, Frazier's bodied him hard. Yeah. Did did Ali Ali punch himself out at the end of that round? He's bouncing. Maybe that's fake bounce. Yeah, sometimes I always wonder, like, how many times are are these guys just doing that to look like they're not tired. You know what I mean? Yeah. Oh, that right by Ali. Yeah. Well, he had, he had double slapped both hands that time. (laughs) (laughs) Dude looks like a distant relative of Pacquiao. Stop, stop, (laughs) stop it. (laughs) Ooh. Ooh. Then then again, I realize they are in the Philippines. They could be from the Philippines as well. That that left to the body shut Ali down for a second. He he looked. Oh, I don't know how they, these guys haven't fallen over. Yeah. Oh my God. Oh, Razor is in big trouble oh. right now. I think. Yeah. He just wins too right there. He is getting pummeled. Oof. See, this oh, is another man. round where I had it going one way, and then now it just got swayed. Yes. Bink, bink. Put it down. 
give <laughs> oh. Ollie's giving out Popeye's chicken this round. <laughs> Ooh, Popeye. Two piece and a biscuit. Did you see that lunge by uh yeah. Frazier? He totally missed. Yeah. He used his R2 and circle and missed. Ali is landing at will right now. That uh, look at that hematoma. Oh. That was the other thing I forgot when we were talking about the top rank fights. Wow. That I gotta see if I gotta pause it here. I gotta, uh, Ali looks like uh, he's like ready to pass out. Yeah, he is. Frazier, for whatever reason, even though his face is messed up, doesn't look like he's tired. No. They're hitting him with the smelling salt. He doesn't look too happy. He keeps moving his head away. It's like when you want to. Uh oh. Uh oh. I think something's going on. Something's going on here. Oh wow! Stop it! Stop it! Wow. Yeah, cause that Bob Arum. Or that guy looks like an actor. One of those actors that plays like. Old, like the guy who played Mickey. <laughs> Burgess Bear, Bear, um, Meredith. Burgess Meredith. I almost said his name like with the <laughs> letters reversed. Burgess I'm Meredith. tired. What are they doing? Man, they got to air him out. Ollie looks like he's going to die. Oh, my gosh. What, look at him. We probably got bum rushed by all those people and he, all that heat and air that got taken away. Yeah. Holy cow! So I I gave the fourteenth to Ali. Yeah, I think I um, had so, Ali winning by three. So I I had the fight one thirty four one thirty two. I had Ali two four five. Six. I had eight. I had eight to six Ali. Going into that. Yeah, I think wow. I was about. Yeah. Wow. Ladies and gentlemen, that was a tremendous, tremendous fight. I am glad that we decided to watch an old fight like that. I wonder what the cards were for this. Like, I wonder if there's any way to look. Let me see. Muhammad Ali. Oops! You could just put Thriller in Manila, uh, f- Thriller in Manila like fight card. Joe Fraser three. Yeah, let me try that. Scorecard. All right. Scorecard. People did their their own scorecards. It looks like. Man, um, I'm looking at a scorecard. What is this? I don't know who the heck this person is, but he's on some boxing website. They had it one thirty four, one thirty two, same as I had, same as same as you you had. Let's see. They gave Ali and Frazier the first two rounds. As that's what we did. Third went to, or I mean to Ali. Third went to Frazier. Um, fourth to Ali. I went Frazier. Uh, next two for Frazier, then Ali. The next three, they gave Frazier three in a row, and then they gave Ali the last three, or last four. That makes sense. Wow. 
So, I mean, those fights are, those rounds are so close. Yeah, I mean, this fight was tremendous. Oh, here we go. Official judging. Carlos Padilla had it 136 to 130. Frawley. Yep. Alfredo Quaison had it 137 to 132. And then Larry Nadang had it 136, 132. So there had to have been been 10, 10 rounds like crazy in there then. Yeah. Because I if if our scores are one thirty four, one thirty two and somebody has one thirty seven, one thirty two, that's three rounds that Ali won that Frazier couldn't have won. So it should have been one thirty seven to one twenty nine. Yeah. Wow. Unless I just suck at doing math too. 10, no, you're 20, pretty good 30, at math. 40, 50, 67, 80, 9, 18, 27, 36, 45. Wait, 9, 18, 27, 36, 45, 54. Yeah, so they did have, there was a few, t- three 10, 8, 10, 10 rounds there. That's awesome, man. Hell of a fight. I'm glad we watched it. Um, yeah. Uh, what, have we, what have we got on tap next week? I think, I don't, I can't remember if there's any fights next week. Yeah, that's what I was going to Or, no, or maybe there's. Or maybe there's like a. Is it the Frampton so, fight next week? Um, might be the play. I I apologize for for our sudden silence. I mean, if you watch that fight with us, you know that that's trying to get your bearings back to close the show after watching that is a little hard. So I do apologize. Yeah. <laughs> but so, that's just so many, so many inner monologues going on. Gosh, so Thursday night on ESPN two we have Thursday night fights. Um, Keandre Gibson, a gentleman that we mentioned earlier, uh, is fighting Eddie Gomez. And then in the main event, we get uh, Fernando Vargas against Ryan Garcia. It better not be ferocious Fernando Vargas. <laughs> With the little tips. <laughs> <laughs> so we'll, be, we'll talk that. Uh, March 24th, next Saturday, we have Jose Martinez against Alejandro Santiago on ESPN, along with Joshua Franco against Lucas Fernandez. Those could be some... I've never heard of any of those guys, so I'm kind of intrigued to see how that goes. Oh, HBO, there's going to be a card, too, on um, the 24th. It's going to be Dylan White and Lucas Brown. And then I think Frank Buglioni versus Callum Frank Johnson. Frank Buglioni? Yeah. For his British title, lightweight. Dillian White. Derek, Derek Chisora's I uh, got an undercard fight, but it doesn't say who. That guy's still fighting? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> God. He was he was in some pretty stinker of fights. Like, some pretty bad, like, boring, like, terrible fights he's been in, involved in some. When, uh, oh, maybe it's in April. Um, I thought there was that doubleheader with, um... Clarissa Shields and then Christina Hammer, but that might maybe, maybe that's in April. Yeah, because they were they were going to fight on the same card as each other. Um, so I mean, yeah, we we got some. Whoa, I for, April thirteenth, man. I forgot about that. The Jamal James fight in uh, Minneapolis here. What? The that that Minneapolis FS1 show with Jamal James. Yeah. 
uh, we're, we're trying to get credentials to it to cover for you guys, but the lady sent Elijah a blank email. You know, I like I, I like I kind of looked at in the like sender thing, and I think the reason why it was blank is because she like kind of closed circuited like circuited it to someone else. So I think she like basically like on the email that she sent me back that was blank. I think she sent my email like to maybe someone who could like get me media credentials. So oh, I'll. So I think that's what's going on with that. But hopefully someone gets back to me. If not, and we can go. with another one. Yeah. <laughs> um, otherwise, there's a bunch of fights coming up in April. But uh, we're 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 kind of yeah. Ryota Ryota Murata's fight in April 15th on ESPN. That's tight. Um, we're gonna we're gonna put you out of our misery as we're we're slow fading bantering. But uh, we'll catch you guys next week. We'll have some some news some some uh, fight results from those two ESPN uh, shows. And then also uh, we're going to give you each uh, an up and comer prospect that you need to keep your eyes on. And also uh, a retired from the past guy that kind of in in lieu of uh, this Ali Frazier, somebody you should go out of your way and fight. So we're each going to watch their fight. So we'll give you one from each of the categories. Um, one more time, just for good measure. Oh, Aaron. <laughs> Liza, thanks for sticking up late night. Glad we watched that fight. We will catch you all next week. Stanny A. Count, Sox Media.